Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Welcome to a very special Measuring <laughs> Flicks I'm Carl Harley I'm Max Peterson, to my right is my beautiful and um, This episode, Negative Nancy-ish wife Bird! Oh, I'm, did she hey, drink her haterade this morning? I couldn't help but throw you under the bus because I have to. I had to warn. I warned Bird before we started. Carl, let's go around. Carl, what do you think of this movie? This is one of my favorite movies. Here's what we're talking about today. We're talking about <laughs> 2013's. Sorry, they have no idea. Today, no. today it, we're talking. I'm oh. excited to, to to change as a person over the course of this episode. Really fast, Bird. Say words quick. What? What do you mean? What words? Never mind. You're fine. Okay. Uh, blue is the. We're today. We're talking about blue is the warmest color. 2013, directed by Abdelatif Kashish. I think that's right. That's as close as I'm gonna get. I'm proud of you for trying. Abdelatif Kashish, starring Lea Seydoux and Adele Exarchopoulos. This, uh, for those of you who have listened to last week's episode, this is another art house, uh, another French art house film. That has a lot to do with sex. A lot of humping in it. And a ton of controversy. Yes. So welcome to the party. This is it, and by the way. This last, is last episode. episode. Not ever, welcome but of this. season one. Right, right. No, God, let's hope not. <laughs> and then Not we're ever. all gonna just quit. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so this is it. This is the last episode of season one. Um, so let's go around. Carl, you loved this movie. I did. Okay, and so like to to clarify. This is an, don't chicken out. No, I'm not. Birds no, I'm not chicken, no, 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 no. If I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, being yeah, yeah. honest with myself, like, because okay. a lot of what I love about this movie is it, it's an, an introduction to me to this style of film. This, like, the more foreign European sort of uh, sensibility as far as French art film. French art film, yeah. right? Which yeah. I have very little. Like my foreign film is is like like kung fu. Right. And, and that kind of <laughs> shit. Cool. Like, this yeah, is yeah. a whole other, like, very thing. <laughs> and I just really like the um, the the way that this, this story plays out. I like the... To me, this, the whole time, I was like, Sofia Coppola bored the shit out of me where this movie didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this... is like, okay, so this is how you do that. This is how you show boring shit. And to me, it wasn't boring. It was... <clears throat> um, sort of mesmerizing in a way. The only thing that I didn't care for about the movie was the porn-like aspect of the the sex in the movie. The only thing I didn't like about the movie was the eating, honestly. The oh eating was a lot. God. There's so much eating, and the eating so was gross. It's gross. It's so this is my note for this movie: is eating, it's fucking, it's going to work in his family time, it's and smoking cigarettes. So it's right. All of those things repeat over and over and over again, and a lot of times in that order, we're That's eating. Cool, Actually. We're smoking, we're fucking, it's family time, we're at work doing the mundane. Now we're eating, we're smoking, we're fucking. That's interesting. We're it's di- yeah. like the hot, the, the, the highlights of the hits, the day to day hits of a life repeated over and over, over again. And over That's again. really an yeah. interesting look at it. I hadn't seen that. Um, before we get too far, Bird. <laughs> Bird is eye rolling okay. like hard. I, I also really <laughs> like this movie. Before we get to Bird really quick though, because you just discovered the French art film. Shame. Because you just discovered the French art yes. film. Did you... All right, think of this movie in your head. Yep. Think of Only Lovers Left Alive. Yep. Do you see Jim Jarmusch's... Jim Jarmusch loves French art film. Yep. That influence is all over his stuff. Night on Earth is a perfect example. All right, sorry, Boo. What did you think of this movie? 
Okay, so you guys have like a, a thing that you do where you give each other a one-word preview of how you felt yes. about a film. And I was trying to figure so out what my word was, and I honestly, I think it's ugh. <laughs> Amazing. Doesn't like it. <laughs> so what you're saying I was is... bored and irritated and disgusted yep. and frustrated, and I just didn't like it. Okay. Cool. Was there any... Before we get into the nitty-gritty... Was there anything specifically that you did like about this movie? Bird. Not you, Carl, because you seem no. so excited. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. There's not even a sound check for me to like. There really isn't. It's that drummer guy. All right. Real, uh, what about, let me just, here, I'll go as crass as possible. Did you enjoy Lea Sedo's breasts? Yeah. Oh, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's a nominee. That's okay. She's yeah, she is. She is one of the nominees for this year. God. Okay. All right. It's okay. Let's let's go. Let's get into all it right. and let's see if anyone's opinion changes about anything or if we all just <clears> dig <throat> in like ticks. Okay. Like an Alabama tick. My first note. Adele has stuff all over her face and she's eating with her mouth open and what the fuck? Oh my god. That's it's gross. Dad has spaghetti on his face. <sighs> Everyone has spaghetti everywhere. Eating is gross. Okay, I'm gonna I was this and this is my only thing about this movie that actually and honestly I really do like this movie a lot mm-hmm. I this I will show this to people and I will spin this movie again but the only thing that every time I saw it I was just like we do we have to do this again Stop with oh the it was God. it wasn't just the eating it was talking it was, with your uh, mouth full it, the, and yes. the stuff on your so face your mouth is open while you're <clears throat> chewing just so we know Adele Exarchopoulos plays Adele Lea Sedo plays Emma I have a fun note every day uh, go ahead. Uh, one of the main reasons why Adele was cast was because the director actually liked the way she ate. Really? Yes. Bird had a theory that this director has a thing about eating, and I totally agree. No, I would say that that's not huge. Untrue, I, I yeah. almost think it's like an eating fetish. I'm not joking. Because, uh, okay, Adele, kind of, yeah, this, <laughs> Adele. She does have the. She, mm-hmm. Adele Very eating, common. like one of the things about just that, that's just that actress. It's just a, a thing about her face is the way that her lips are formed, that her mouth hangs open yes. all the time. Her mouth is constantly open, which is not a bad thing. No. Not a bad thing. I think nor she's a good very thing. attractive. I do as well. But I, I do. I'm sorry. Her hair is always greasy. But yeah, her. I didn't like her. Her <laughs> fucking hair. <laughs> Bird, you shaved your head. You don't have any hair. <laughs> but probably that, that, that reason. Nice yeah. hair and take care of it, That's and it looks true. great and sexy. But I just—I was. It was always like. Oh what I was God. wondering is if the if there was literally a direction like I want you to eat and get some food. Actually, no, I don't know. I think he's French. Um, get get some food on your face and leave it. Just let it be. Let, or if you do, wipe it with your hand and not a. Yeah. Because she wipes her face a couple of times with the, it's with the back of her hand. It's, it, I had to like actually hold up my paper, my notebook, and like cover up that bottom don't half cover of the your screen. mouth while you're talking. I know. About. <laughs> I, had to, like, I had to like hold it up, but then I couldn't see what they were right. saying. Oh, and right. I was like, the you subtitles. know what? I just don't care. <laughs> Turns out I don't care enough. The, if if so, we are we all do have the same one complaint, which oh, is yeah. that the eating uh, is kind of disgusting. It's disgusting because it's, it's, the, it's, it's talking crawly. with the mouth the mouthful. You know what? Brad Pitt eats in everything, and it's never. Gross. I had that. I had that thought when they when they're sitting down with her. She's sitting down with her boyfriend. They're eating heroes or something. Yeah. And they're discussing the book, and 
and she's just going to town on this fucking sandwich. And I'm like, Brad Pitt. And I had the thought watching. I'm like, this is grossing me out. Brad Pitt, every time he eats in Ocean's Eleven, I get turned on yeah, and fine. I want to eat some food. Ocean's him, 12. Him eating is like, and it's a character choice too, which is he funny. He does it in everything. In everything. He eats. He eats something. Constantly. Yeah. And it's doesn't bother me. I Here like it gross. actually. It's good. It's work. You know, yeah. it's it's something for it's you to business, do. It's business, and I business. need business, man. Who doesn't love business? Yeah. It's oh, totally a crutch, but I don't ever. It doesn't ever. But he even tags me. at the end of Ocean's Eleven, where he's eating a hot dog, waiting for Danny Ocean to get out of jail, and he he like punches his chest real quick, like he's oh, that's a little too <laughs> yeah, much. I, 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 I might know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> But, um, but it's gross here. And George Clooney actually even points it out at one point in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's like, like you're always, you're you're always, always eating. eating. <laughs> Which he is in everything. Um, yeah, and this one, same note. They're always eating constantly, and it's always messy shit that gets on their face that it's they don't. always spaghetti. And they don't. Oh, my God. Yeah, how many times they eat spaghetti? Like, at least three? What do they, they call it? Is it pasta bolognese? Bolicelli? Bo- or bo- bolognese is bolognese, what it is. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's spaghetti bolognese. It's his, Oh, my God. We'll get to it. Okay. Let's go through some notes because the 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 contrast between the two dinners is what? <laughs> well, no, she isn't into this kiss. Well, she probably does still have food in her mouth. <laughs> Which kiss? The first kiss, the kiss between her and the the boy. Her and, oh yeah, yeah 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 when uh, when she's like she, she's trying she's a kiss. all but eating popcorn yeah. at the movie theater and he comes in and goes for it and she's like um, the movie they're watching is Enter the Void. I know you said that <laughs> which I love. Um, so one here's okay here's something cool that I liked about this movie. Uh, so right off the bat, before she even before Adele even sees Emma, blue is everywhere in mm-hmm. this movie. Shutters are blue. Fingernails are blue. Like she's Clothing, always she always. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's the whole movie, but at least the first half because I kind of stopped paying attention to what she was wearing because I was more into the. She film. always had some blue. Blue scarf, blue shirt, blue sweater. Like there's always one piece of clothing on her that's blue, and I really dug that. And then Bird actually pointed this out after she runs into um after she sees Emma for the first time, and then they they part, you know, and they're for a while because she runs into her again later at a gay bar, but. When Adele first sees her, in the time between that first glimpse and their meeting, every scene draws more blue in to the point mm. where we get to a classroom and like half the kids are wearing blue. Most of the walls eyes are painted blue. The mm. walls turn blue. Their teacher, because there's so much blue in the classroom, the reflection her makes her eyes look blue. blue. Yeah. Um, the kids they call on, all the kids they call on have blue eyes. It's like the the movie starts, which actually saturating the blue. Which is a very cool Sacre bleu Sacre bleu Exactly Yeah I feel like we we should go back At least to check and see If um, the blue is not as prominent Before she meets Emma it's And then after not. it's like Ooh oh. blue no, it's Or like if we're maybe just, just Or we're seeing blue. it more Because we're well, When we're looking for it um, This is one of the things That I've always that I've picked up on because my dad growing up my dad mm. loves also loves French art films so I've seen a lot of foreign films a lot of French ones a lot of Korean ones but in the, one of the things that you see pop up in French art films that aren't black and white is and in Jim Jarmusch's movies too you can watch that very the directors are very attentive to color right. and the oh, amount yeah. of color like in Amelie in Amelie exactly yeah it's a, it's a hallmark of French cinema is like being aware of the palette um, 
and not in that Hollywood way where it's like everything's cold, everything's, everything's warm. Everything that's red is, has to do with him being a dead person. <laughs> What's well, really cool, uh, there's a movie, I, you might have seen part of it. There's a movie by Jim Jarmusch. I, I think it's his weirdest film. It's called The Limits of Control. And if you watch that movie, there is red in every frame. Doesn't matter where they are, something in the frame is red. It goes all the way through That's the awesome. movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. super cool. So that was one of the things I really liked about this movie is how how much work Kashish is doing to keep. I hope I'm getting his last name right, but is doing to keep keep blue in our heads. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of also the way, like when you fall in love with someone, or when you're got a crush, or when someone's on your brain. Um, we were talking about it, like when you get a Subaru Forester, you start seeing foresters everywhere. Everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I kind of like this the blue things in the world and they're not just subtly blue they pop and i i like that uh that is sort of a visual metaphor for the fact that that emma is always gonna that she's always kind of bubbling in the back of adele's mind everywhere she goes this blue is there Mm -hmm. um so bird i kind of want to get into this with you because this is Mm -hmm. this is a color palette note Carl, I did lend the book to you, but you haven't read it yet. I haven't yet. read it yet, no. So this is based on a graphic novel called Blue is the Warmest Color by Julie Morrow. Bird and I both read it. Spoilers for you, Carl. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's important for the show, so. Yeah. This film drastically oh. diverges from the plot of the book. Hugely. Do you think that that plays into why you didn't like it as much, or is it more of a... Um, maybe. <clears throat> I think the ending of the book is far superior. Okay. To be totally honest... I, I love the, the film as its own thing. Sorry, the the book in totality is better. Okay. So uh, on the uh, take I take them almost as separate things. It's like the Die Hard thing where they just take other books and put John okay. McClane in. To me, this feels like they just took Adele and Emma and put it because honestly, after you get just plucked them out of that and drop them into this. Yeah, about okay. twenty minutes in or thirty mm-hmm. minutes after the the shitty dinner. After the shitty dinner, the the movie's totally different. Oh, the parents are saying, "Well, what actual job are you going to have?" You're that less than okay. halfway into the film, and suddenly the movie just ceases to be the book at all. Wow. Okay. Um, so, for those of you who haven't read the book, spoilers. I really read this book now. Yeah. Here's how the book starts. Emma shows up at Adele's house, and the mom is there, and she's grieving, and she gives Adele a, uh, or she, not? It's not Clementine. Adele. Clementine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the book, Adele is called Clementine. So Emma shows up at Clementine's house. And we get a letter and she reads it and we realize that Clementine has died. And she goes upstairs and reads through Clementine's journals from her youth. And the journals recount their meeting and how they fall in love and how their relationship progresses, how their relationship eventually declines. And then at the end of the book, there's there's some moments that will hit as we go through the film where I think the book, they should have stuck to the book because it's better. As far as the story goes, like the pl- actual plot events, I think the book has much more heart than the film okay. does. Now, I don't, again, I don't dislike the film. I, I like the film on its own terms. Sure. But I think the book, as far as these characters and the story that's being told about them, I think the book is mm-hmm. f- far and away superior. So they they do eventually in the book in the comic split up and then uh, we see that you know in this movie Adele like kind of has a downward spiral she kind of slides down in the book it's way more severe she gets really sick oh wow where she's like stuck on the bed and can't get up and she gets dizzy spells and she's like uh, taking a bunch of drugs to kind of mask over her depression and then finally they reunite on the beach Emma and Clementine and it's when they're reuniting, they start a sexual encounter, and Clementine has a heart attack, 
and goes into essentially like an in and out of a coma situation. Holy shit. And uh, Emma and Adele's, or Clementine's mother, kind of br- briefly, lightly bond as Clementine's dying, and then Clementine Holy dies. Shit. That is the that's the book, man. So I read the comic first because I always like to have the book under my belt Absolutely. before I watch the movie. So watching the movie, I did have to to make a couple of like mid <laughs> mid course adjustments oh, sure. where I'm like, wait. And I I do see we'll talk me especially I want to get Bird in on that one especially but a lot of the criticism of this movie that came out because again this this movie went to Cannes and became this movie became famous notorious and famous at Cannes because it's the first time ever that their highest award the Palme d'Or was given to three people mm-hmm. they gave they gave the Palme d'Or which is like their their it's the Cannes Film Festival's like motherfucking award motherfucking it's a motherfucking they gave award. it to to the director but the judges specified in their in their awarding this to this guy that the award would be equally shared between Lea Sedo Adele Exarchopoulos and the director uh, Kashish they all three of them got it and it's the first time ever that Cannes who is uh, as a festival, not to get too inside baseball with the film thing, Cannes is notoriously auteur driven. If right. a film is six, like if Jim Jarmish takes a movie and it rocks, they praise Jim Jarmish rather than the film or the score. The score they just they love that that that, that, that one artist. They love the auteur, but this time they gave it to all three of them. They're like, this movie doesn't happen with without you three. three. So. Yeah, so that's why this movie got a lot of praise, but a lot of the criticism, and I think Bird and I both agree on this is and I I, this is my you know and again I I do love this movie but I'd want to I want to point out my criticisms I think I don't think that Kashish cares that much about the lesbian love story he doesn't care I don't think he cares that much about the emotional story I think he mostly cares about the sex um so yeah I think he really defanged it can we he took the heart out of it. Mm. Can we jump to one scene, the 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 first scene? You and I even couldn't. We couldn't help it. We talked about it on the couches we were watching. So we, we get in this two dinners. We get dinner with Adele's parents, and we or we get dinner with Emma's parents, who are excellent. Yes. And we get dinner <clears throat> with Adele's parents, who are shit. <laughs> they suck. And it's like intensely so. It's yeah. like right. very, very black clear and white. that yeah. yeah. These are the accepting parents, and these are the non-accepting mm-hmm. parents. So when we have dinner at Adele's house and they go upstairs and they're having sex in Adele's room and she's like, my mother thinks that you are sleeping on that bed over there. Oh yeah. And then we have the, it's fun sex scene, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm at this point in the movie, I'm sitting on the edge of the couch, just sweating bullets, ready for what's going to happen next. Because I know what happens because I read the comic and this all happens in the comic, the dinner, the sex upstairs. And I'm like... Here we go. And Here yeah, we, go. We, we both were like this bracing. This is fucking it. This is where this movie goes to shit all of a sudden. Because here's what happens in the comic. Emma gets up to go get a glass of milk naked. She walks downstairs naked to get a glass of milk. And she looks into Who the living room. Who fucking knows why? Who knows why? But, Terrible decision. She looks in the living room and Clementine's mom, Adele's mom, has insomnia and is awake and sees her and goes, oh, f- f- Shit. Emma is my daughter's lover. My daughter's a lesbian. And in the book, it's very clear that her parents are homophobes. Okay. Both of them are very, the, the book kind of, we see pride. We see, um, we see like 
news commentary on homosexuality and we see her dad go like you fucking homos oh, look okay. at how disgusting this is mm-hmm. so her parents are very not accepting and they spot emma naked walking around mom runs and goes oh, and gets shit. the dad emma runs upstairs it's it's a it's like a three-page harrowing scene of her dad just screaming and her and mom crying and they're throwing her clothes down the fuck. stairs. There's no dialogue either. No dialogue. They they throw their daughter half-dressed out of their house. Holy shit. And that's the last time Adele sees her parents before she dies. That's it. They boot her wow, out of the... they defang the fuck out of that. Yeah, they yeah. kick, they throw her out of the house. And that's and how she meets the other parents. That's how she meets Emma's parents. Oh, because parents. they she's go and like, stay come with. And, come and stay with me because yeah. you have I have nowhere, nowhere to I have nowhere to live. I got, <laughs> you got thrown out of your house because you're gay. Oh, this is very vanilla then. Yeah. Like, Emotionally a, vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, that was, that was one of the things that I was waiting to see in this movie was because... In the book, uh, when we're, you know, and I, I do hate people who are like, in the book, well, the book is what, No, I get it, but you can't It's not. important because yeah. it's a, it is a criticism of this film. And again, this film has lots of strengths, too, that we can hit. But I did want to touch the few things that I think bothered Bird and also bothered me a little. Because in the, in the book, Adele's story, I'll just keep calling her that because that's the movie. That's the movie, yeah, yeah. So Adele's story is kind of one of discovering who you are. Discovering, like... I don't want to be a lesbian. She she fights back against it mm-hmm. in the book for like over half the book. She doesn't really fight it here. She's Her and Emma have sex the right. first time they hang out outside of... They have that like little picnic thing and then they go fuck. In this one... Emma has in the in the book Adele is like no no this is sick this is wrong she refle- she shows us how her culture is reflecting on her how her friends opinions reflect on her how what her parents think reflect on her and struggling with that coming out or ex- we only really herself. get one one instance of somebody um, lashing out at her yeah. homosexuality and that's her friend that she kissed and then no. she tries to kiss again and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you thought and that was too much. And friends. then the group of friends yeah. fucking... The group of friends They go after the her about the, yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, Bird, this, did this have... Because you, you came out as bi shortly before we got married. Did, mm-hmm. did you feel... I was wondering about this. Because I know you said you liked the comic quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was this a big part? Was the kind of the defanging or... or Trivializing or taking away that story from Adele in the film, part of what made you dislike it so much. I know, yes, it's three hours long, it's boring, and it's not to your taste. But yeah, it didn't have the 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 depth and the poignancy and uh, the reality of what it is what it's like to right. wrestle with that and to eventually come out and be mm-hmm. afraid, like maybe people won't accept me anymore, right. and like who are my friends? Who's going to stick by me and who's not? I think it's sort of washed over that. Yeah. yeah. What I really liked about the the book was showing the introspective nature of it, which is, is this really who I am? And then realizing yes and fighting against who you are, like no, oh God, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this way. You know, I, the one thing that I get the sense of in this movie and the performance from Adele as well, she never really knows who she is or what she wants to fight for. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and that's one thing I like about the movie. Interesting. I like it in two different directions. Like what I loved about the graphic novel was that it dove into that emotional story mm-hmm. and it showed it in a really raw, vulnerable, and beautiful way. What I like about the movie is the opposite which is Adele never uh, I think one of my last notes for her is uh, Adele 
Let me write it down. So I'll just jump right to the end. So spoilers, everyone. Sorry. I said, so where are we at at the end of this movie? Adele is miserable and unfulfilled. It has been for three years. Her whole life. I feel like her whole well, life. Well, the whole life yeah. too, though. But yeah, but when when they break up, when she gets kicked out of the house, right? It's three years passes mm-hmm. between the last time that she saw Emma and them meeting at the restaurant, right? So, and then we have the gallery opening at the very or the gallery showing at yeah. the end, um, which so, I feel like is shortly thereafter. Yeah, like yeah, it's not long yeah. after the. So one of the things I really liked about the the book or the, about the movie is that Adele. Walks this line between two worlds She wants to be around There's a okay remember remember when uh, Emma has her first part It's that first party where they're showing the movie And they're outside and uh, Adele did all the cooking You get the sense that Adele Would rather be out with her teacher friends Mm -hmm. And that all of these Well she's out of her element there too because they're all talking Over her head on like everything And that's kind of what it is too because it's In a weird way I get the vibe from the director Oh go ahead I was going to say she doesn't seem interested though you know, she she doesn't engage that with too. people. She seems miserable, and he, yeah. what I think I, what I think is going on in her head is here come all of these artist types. Most of them are homosexual. They've got you know the short hair, pink hair, lots of piercings. Emma fits into that. She's got you know cropped hair, openly lesbian, very affectionate. But Adele, honestly, kind of always she she never has artistic any artistic ambitions she's got the long hair she's a teacher she kind of lives in this world we i don't want to call her basic but that's kind of where she's kind of she's always trying to sort of blend yeah she wants to pass she's always trying to pass uh homophobia out of herself and no, like gets right. rid of it she always still has that with so her. that that's one of the things i really loved about this movie was watching adele refuse to make a decision and watching that refusal to make a decision rob her of any chance for happiness right because she doesn't she doesn't allow herself the opportunity to be happy ever. not really um so I wrote down at the, so at the end of this movie Emma has settled and achieved her artistic ambition. Emma grew up, but I'm not sure how happy she is. Adele didn't seem really to grow at all in the film. She and the director seems very sex focused with no deeper depths to fathom. And then I oh go ahead. I cuz I did have a follow-up note where I I was like, "You know what? Maybe I'm reading this wrong." So I said some subtler message. Um in that last scene, I think this is important too to start at the end, so mm-hmm. we have a sense of where we're going. Sure. When they get to that gallery opening, and we run into Lil, the the woman that um, Lisa, oh, the, the woman that Emma yeah. has now her family, now. her family now, yeah. yeah, the woman that she's with, and that woman is that a child? But one of the and one of the interesting things about that gallery opening is there's lots of paintings of Lisa, but there's also still paintings of Adele. Yes. that are up. Oh, you are still here. That's the line right there, man. I wrote it down. You're still here. I think that's really important because we do get the sense that Emma has truly moved on. There's still feelings there, but right. But she's moved. She's being, and Adele hasn't. No. In a big she's being way. an adult. She's being an adult. Yeah. That's well. Even she, she. As soon as they move in together, time passes very strangely in this movie. Where mm-hmm. you have large chunks of time that pass, and you're like, "Oh wait, she's a teacher now. She's no longer a junior." Okay, I'm caught up now. So they've been living together. Like as soon as Emma no longer uh, dyes her hair blue, mm. she has she has grown up. There's an interesting way that they acknowledge that in the graphic novel, which is really? in the first half of the graphic novel, it's all grayscale except for Emma's hair. 
which is blue. Blue, right. So that's the only color. It's like Sin City, Frank Miller's Sin mm-hmm. City. So like it's gray, 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 and blue. And then we hit the halfway point, which happens at the moment when she gets kicked out of her house. What happens is she gets kicked out of the house. It's really traumatizing. And then we kind of fast forward to when Adele is 30 years old. Wow. And what happens is the color palette of the comic changes to all warm tones, oranges and yellows, because Emma's hair, she's washed out the blue and cut it short, and now it's blonde. So we do see that a little bit in the movie as well. We do. The mm-hmm. color palette does The, the rust-colored shirts oh, keep yep. showing okay. up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so we do get that, that kind of cool palette shift there. But she never grows, Adele. No, because at the end of the movie, Adele is still wearing that blue dress. Mm-hmm. She's carrying that blue with her forever. And I always I wondered, too, about that. And Danielle was in and out during the second half of this movie. And I was trying to catch her up by explaining like how Emma and Adele met. There is a small age difference to them, like five or six years right. in the movie. She was, so Adele was a junior in what's essentially like high, high school. school. yeah. And she was a senior in college. Right. So there is like six or seven years difference there. But the important thing to know is that Emma's a young woman at that point, mm-hmm. And Adele is still kind of a child, like... A girl. 15 or 16. She's a girl. She's like past puberty yeah, and all that. When 16 they first meet. Right. Yeah. So there so she was she was a teenager essentially. Like Emma already had some growth that she was able to she found herself. She is mm-hmm. now almost done with college. She has all of that growing that's done. Like right. she's she's percolated a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so it's almost like I, I said she when when they were having their fight about Adele fucking a dude and whatever. Two or three times. Two or three times. Remember. I'm like, wow, she's being so childish about this. And, and Danielle didn't realize that time had passed. Emma is? Adele. Adele is. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, well, she was she was just a kid when they met. So like, she hasn't had this growth. She's only been able to grow with Emma, who's already like well beyond her like she hasn't as far gone as being through a mature, breakups and exactly that's the, the she's her only relationship. relationship besides <laughs> the one boy who she realized she's not enjoying sexually and becomes yeah. enamored with with Emma so that's i think why it's is hitting her so hard that is her only her only window into that at all and when i think of myself as like a 16 year old boy and the girl that i was in love with in high school i still when i think about that girl i still have these Pangs and flutters that mm. happen because it was the first one. If your first one is your only one, right? And especially when you're dealing with sexuality and like whether you're straight or gay or bi or however right. you end up identifying, if that is, it's it's such a strange like like that's why it's so difficult for her to grow because that's the only thing that she knows that way, right? You know what I mean? Uh, like I was yeah, actually to take that idea one step further, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and divorce it from the graphic novel. In the mm-hmm. graphic novel, it is explicitly stated several times that Sabine, the girlfriend of Emma, the fir- that first girlfriend, yes. the kind of the the butchier looking mm-hmm. one, she has had many affairs. Okay, she cheats all the time, but she says like it means nothing to me. I always come back to Emma at the end of the day. But so Emma has a long history with a cheater. Oh, cheater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I wish they had included that in the film so you would understand they, why she reacts the way so she does they kinda, so strongly. They kind of hit it gently with the first time that Emma and Adele meet. I actually noticed it, because I, but I noticed it because I was looking for it because I knew it from the comic. Oh, okay, fair enough. When Emma walks into the gay bar, 
the woman up front is Sabine, the one who checks her out as she oh. comes in. Uh, yeah, we. I was like, wait, is that her? Yeah, it's definitely her because we saw her walking with her earlier. By the way, okay. the casting in this movie, Bird and I talked about this, is really good. They all look like the characters that they're the illustrations. They all look like the the characters that they're playing, except for Emma. Emma's hair is kind of wrong, but that doesn't matter. So. Um, when Adele walks in, that girl who like, hey, what's in, and like gives her the like super obvious I want to fuck you look. That's Sabine. That's Emma's oh, girlfriend. Oh no shit! So, and then she just like the kissy face at her. Yeah, later. she goes to kiss her at the bar. Like, oh, your cousin, your cousin's cute. That's and goes the one. For the okay, kiss. all right. So that's the girlfriend. So I think there is enough in the film that if you're watching carefully, you can it's make there. an inference. Okay. I loved their breakup. I thought that was fucking amazing. I was kind of uh, just jaw dropped the whole it's, fucking time. D- that breakup I have is, a note about it somewhere. It was intense. Yeah, yeah, a lot of my notes are just like, beach scene, that fight. <laughs> I just thought when I saw one of my notes that made me laugh, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I want to put my binky in her binky box. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know. Mm. Oh, that- there was a binky on the floor and she's teaching. She's like, oh, you need to put your binky in the binky box. And I was thinking... Uh, teacher's hot. I'm gonna put my. Okay. Bink. Okay. Carl, we're gonna let you have that mm. one. We're gonna timestamp. Nope, that but, one's okay. just gonna be fine. That's. You bring. Hey, we all bring different things Sometimes. to movies. <laughs> we always on this show. I feel like I said one of the most dumb things. All right. No. Um. Can I really quick? I want to hit something. Oh, here. I said self pity does not look good on you, adult. Um. Can we jump back to? That wasn't, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, all the scenes of Adele sleeping. You ready? Oh my God. Are you ready for this? Drooling all over her pillow. Okay, yeah. what are your takes on that? What do you think of, of the sleeping uh, scene, specifically think, when she's asleep? I think they actually filmed her sleeping. Bird? I wrote why so many shots of her sleeping. It was not interesting to right. me. I didn't understand the purpose of it. It didn't like further the plot in any way it was just like oh here's her sleeping sleeping with her mouth open i don't know if it's all of them but at least two of those one of them is when she's on the train on the bus and she's asleep Mm -hmm. it's like or a train or whatever she's sleeping against the window the director always had a camera on him and one of the controversies of this film is uh adela x sarcopolis would wake up and he'd be filming her while she was sleeping which wow. you can't do. Right. You're not allowed to do that. I'm sorry. Wow. You just can't. It's like one of the. It's. Uh, um, oh, I don't know actually, because it's a French film. But I know in the states you have to like, as an actor, you have to be. You're aware of everything. It's like the informed consent thing yes. when you're being filmed. So a lot of the scenes of her sleeping, she would just wake up and and because she, right like, she should be there with a the camera, just wa- filming her, because he's like, this is great. This is great. look, she's sleeping. You know, what this fucking Who creepy as fuck shit, how? dude? Who cares? Well, I mean, it People does sleep. It does negate the need f- to do sleeping acting. It does if do that. If you just film just someone film, while they're asleep. And that's the real, most realistic drool. Drool. Yeah. And she has the most realistic, like, crying nose that snot. That snot. Oh, my God. Snot coming out. Um, and she drinks it, too, in the white. Okay. Gross. So, really quick, Carl. This is going to be a you and me talk, because I know right. Bird is not on board with this. The performances, mm-hmm. particularly these two, mm-hmm. for one second, cut out all the sex scenes. Just cut them out of your head. No sex scenes, okay? Just the dramatic work that mm-hmm. these two actresses are doing. Mm-hmm. See? I'm I told sorry, you. I was no, looking at my notes. notes. <laughs> I told you. Okay. Uh, honestly, as gross as the eating is and the booger thing is gross, I have mad respect for, for Adele X. performance here because the willingness 
to let your to let yourself not look glamorous constantly. Well, yeah. And she looks like shit for huge chunks of this movie. And and acts naturalistically through it. Can you imagine how self conscious you'd be if you were on set and you had like boogers streaming down your face, mm-hmm. or if you were like your hair is so greasy it stands up hair's, all the way. Yeah, like you pull your your scrunchie out and your hair stands. Like if you if you knew you looked like dog shit, part of you is oh, gonna yeah. want to be like, okay, now play to the camera because it looks. I bet it looks cool this way. She is utterly guileless. Mm-hmm. To be fair, she's eighteen when they're filming. Well, this, also but. they didn't have. Uh, they intentionally did not have uh, makeup or hairdressers on this for most of it. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we want you to be as raw as possible. Yeah, look real. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Do you see pimples on her face? Remember that the term whole... I made up for the last episode? That's probably not right. That cinema verite. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying I like it like it. I know what it means. Make it, make it a I'm word. I'm owning it. So this is a great example of cinema verite. You look it up. <laughs> I'm totally right. But I love that. that You're that, such a dumbass. That movie of the, that, that, that cinema of the real though. Yeah. Uh, Bird made a comment. She's like, do people in France not wear makeup? And I was like, I don't think no, they do really. I, I don't know. And I mean, in this movie, they sure they as fuck sure don't, fuck don't, yeah. Which leads me to my next. And like, none of the friends did either. Except no, it's like did, no one is. I did notice that one girl at the bar who had like the totally bald, shaved head. She had like a big winged liner on, and I was like, "Hey." Adele does wear makeup at one point, mostly so she can cry it off. You saw that, oh, right? Yeah. When she's crying and yeah, it's just it's like the black, black streaks. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, look. It's the- you, why did you never wear makeup? Oh, it's because you cry. Oh, wait. No, she was at some sort of event or oh, something. Oh, she was at the thing it with the kids. The yeah, yeah, the yeah, kids yeah, yeah. The kids dancing. Ha, ha, hey, ha. So, yeah, which Bird thought was stunningly racist and I thought was just kind of a fun way to expose kids to world this, culture. Well, what do you think? Yeah, it's exposing kids to world culture. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, that, like they were wearing black face. So not, not, not that time. <laughs> not that time. Yeah, those are first graders. Wait till they get to third, third grade. grade, full blackface. Yeah, they don't. They don't know everyone's face, allergies. Then right. brown face, and then go straight to blackface. Oh my God, you know what's? I was just thinking this. I was going to say this is particularly funny, but it's actually particularly unfunny because Paris is on fire right now, kind of because of exactly the conversation we're having right now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, fun so th- talk. Really quick, the no makeup thing. Yes. Can, let me just leads me to my next point, which is, I think that Lea Seydoux is the most delivers the most erotic performance I've ever seen. Now, look, I first of all, I understand this is a movie about two lesbians. So the, the work that's being done is not for me. Although a lot of people argue that a lot of the work works for me, though. Yeah, that's because that's I'm how sorry. Con- <laughs> no, but that's actually fair. That's but, totally fair because the biggest complaint about this movie is that it's shot like pornography. But it and it is. It, it absolutely is because she's just shooting lesbian porn scenes, not lesbian love scenes. Bird, go ahead. Gotta say, lesbian porn is my number one. I rarely watch anything else, and I hated all of the sex in this. No, movie. it's I. I have a note that I'd rather be watching actual lesbian porn. Yeah. And if one of them accidentally has a dick, I'm totally fine with it too. Like with the boobs, like tra- right, trans. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man. No judgment. Whatever. I mean, I love Danielle, but fucking chicks with dicks, dude. Like, ah! Carl, I don't know if you know this, but if you go on some like some online websites that sell toys, you can make that happen. <laughs> I know. I've we casually can... talked to her about it. <laughs> Like right as she's falling asleep, <laughs> she's like just whispering. You're gonna wear a strap on someday. Hmm? I said I love you very much. Have a great sleep. Great sleep. Dream of dicks. Just be in the bar. What? There's nothing I'll see in the morning. I said you're a slut. 
<laughs> That's not any better than what I think I said, you get said. The butter. Get the butter. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I love her so much. I would never make you wear a strap on. Unless you, unless you wanted unless to. Unless that's cool Unless you, you totally wanted Whatever to. You and you were like, I be, bought one. It's, it's if, if you want to open the Amazon box on the kitchen table, that, you could do the that. One, <laughs> the one that says, do not open unless you really want to. Unless you think this could be cool for both of us. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm totally down if you are. Question mark? <laughs> Uh, um, well, that uh, cat's out of the bag. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Fly your freak flag, dude. I am. Go uh, for it, dude. Love it. The first time I accidentally clicked on that thumbnail, I was so happy. <laughs> you're like, where have you been all my life? Where have you been? Oh my god, your tits are amazing. You got the hugest cock I've ever seen. <laughs> Isn't it freeing? Don't you feel better? No. (laughs) (laughs) A lot worse. Kind of scared. Well, she, Danielle knows I'm pansexual anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right on, man. I mean. I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're learning all kinds of things. I figured this was going to be the episode. (laughs) I do feel, I kind of feel really lame sitting at this table right now. I know. I got. I know, man. Like. Pansexual. I got my bisexual wife sitting next to me and you guys are like, what do you like? I'm like, um, women. (laughs) <laughs> and how um, good uh, And you're like Yeah what else I'm like uh, More other women Hey women are great man Yeah man <laughs> I just Yeah Especially I, when they have wieners <laughs> <laughs> Much and, agreement there no, I'm glad yeah. we're going off the rails On our last But no the, the crazy thing one. is Is like like The a sexual <laughs> attraction To somebody that only exists When you have an emotional connection mm. Is like such a It's, an, it's a, such a I don't know Mm. It, it can hurt more sometimes, I think. Not that the I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's not a competition, but like, I don't know. It's just a weird. That's one thing. of the things that I find really interesting about about Blue is the Warmest Color. This movie, not so much the book, because in this movie, the the connection between sex and emotion is explored, but in a really odd way. Mm-hmm. Whereas typically, you get this emotional connection, this really fraught relationship. Um, I, I think my comment earlier was wasn't necessarily wasn't fair, where I said that the movie had been defanged by removing Adele being thrown out of her house. You know, because part of it is that childhood that childhood the pain ending? of being rejected by your family, right? Right. The disownment and that sort of thing, right? Where it's like right. my own parents don't, and Carl's revealing stuff you don't have to, but um, but uh, like being rejected. It, yeah, been it, there, done that. Yeah, okay. is is painful, but. This movie does address that same level of Mm -hmm. abandonment where Adele is totally isolated from any community but Emma's because she lives with Emma. All of the friends that come over are Emma's. She doesn't go out with her coworkers. Mm -hmm. I would say by choice. Right, but I, yeah, I don't but, but, get abusive. No, vibes. not at all, not at all. I, I, I do think this is this is she went for what she thought she wanted and found that it didn't make her happy because she is miserable in this situation. But there's that beautiful moment where she's laying in bed with Emma after that that little backyard party, and Emma goes like, "I wish you'd, you know, I you wish you'd have some sort of outlet." Right, like mm-hmm. I it can't just be me. Right, I, I that's there's, what I yeah, said. There's to a Bert. lot of weight on Emma. The shooting. whole the entire onus of Adele's happiness is on. Emma yes like when she's laying there and she's like I have you and Emma's like that is a very um yeah but 
juvenile sort of response too, though. It is. It is because you know Emma's like I just you know. Uh, Adele goes. You are I, enough. For I don't me. like it when you insist, and I'm just like, I'm not insisting. And she goes, You are a little bit. And she goes, Okay, okay, fine. And she just brushes it because this is a talk they've had, mm-hmm. where she's like, Look, okay, I, I'm glad that you feel fulfilled. I just wish you were happy. Right. I am happy with you. And it's gotta be like, more than that. Yeah, it's it's and we that's what we start to see, which you is you be like, happy with me. Don't be be, ha- be happy because of me. Emma's like, Emma is carrying the burden of. Of her artistic ambition, which is a massive weight to carry. Yeah. She's got her life. She's got her friends. She's got her struggles with her art. And when we see them when they're young, they're this, you know, it's that, mm-hmm. it's that early sexual energy, that kismet or whatever you want to call it. But then when we fast forward, Emma's got, or uh, Adele has her job teaching children. She's a nursery school teacher. And when she comes home. She's like, thank God I'm home. Emma, where are you? Emma, Emma, Emma. And then, Emma, do you want some coffee? And Emma's literally. She's that scene made me fucking mad. She is on the phone. Calm the fuck down. It's really interesting because. She's she's a child. She's a child. She's never learned how to grow up and be an adult. That was sort of what my thought was about the whole. When you date someone that's a junior in high school. like that's that's what I love about it, though, because. We see Emma wearing down. Mm-hmm. Adele is constantly miserable and depressed. She's totally unfulfilled and she's right. not happy. Yet she insists to herself. Everyone, no one else is fooled. Everyone's like, "Why you? You're serve. You, why don't you eat some food? You look really mm-hmm. bummed out." Or like, "Hey, I wish you had some hobbies. You seem really bummed out." And she keeps telling this lie to herself, like, "No, because as long as I've got my Emma, I must be happy." And Emma is. It's Emma is putting all your stone. emotional eggs in one basket. Man. Emma's wearing down to like a stub. She can't. She can't carry everything. No, and she it's shouldn't have much. to. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's one of my favorite things about that breakup. Yeah, where Adele has had a couple of affairs, and in that big breakup scene, let's talk about the breakup mm-hmm. scene. In that big breakup scene, um, Adele. Is basically she comes back and she starts lying. This is something we see Adele do a couple times, where she's first talks to her friends, and her friends are like, "Did you go to a gay bar last night?" She's like, "No, I didn't." And then her her one friend's like, "Valentin, did she go to a gay bar with you?" And Valentin's like, "Yeah, we went to a gay bar." And she's like, "See, why are you lying to us?" Mm-hmm. And Ad- that Adele just casually lying because she doesn't want to have to admit who she is. Right. So when we get the fight scene and Adele comes back in. And she's and Emma's waiting there, and she's like, "Where were you?" And she's like, "I went out with some of my coworkers." And he goes, "Who dropped you off? Just some girl from work." Why did they drop you off down the street? And you're like, "Girl." And she's like, "Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't want you knowing I went out with a girl." Look at her just lying, stacking lies. And she's Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, okay. Are you are you ashamed to go out with a girl?" No, I'm not ashamed to go out with a girl. I just didn't want you to be jealous. And she goes, "So who is he?" And you're like, "None of this is cutting. None of this is cutting, dude." She knows. Fucking everything. Why do Why do you drop? Why did she drop you off down the street? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 and you just see Adele trying. You see it. Yeah. She's one of the things that I really like, and one of the subtleties that I think is is accomplished in this film is I think Adele is lying to herself oh, rather ab- than Emma. Absolutely. Well, Emma happens to be in range of it. Yeah. Emma is <laughs> so, just yeah. around. Yep. The lie is Adele because if she admits that she's cheating, she admits that well, she's Well, what if she admits if she admits that she's a lesbian to herself in some way? Well, the, but the lie yeah, she's even afraid of that too. That's well early on I I definitely agree, but she does kiss she kisses Emma in public. My big right, thing with yeah, the okay. fight scene is that she 
if she admits that she's cheating, if she admits to herself, not to Emma, if she admits to herself that she's having an affair, that this means something, that this is the second or third time she's done this, that Mm -hmm. if this is a pattern of behavior, then that means that she's not happy. And she's told herself this lie that she is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is great filmmaking. This is really, really awesome stuff, man. This is super cool. The, what, what, what struck me as, as when a scene can make me, there's a difference between like the rock in I Spit on Your Grave being uncomfortable, right? That's uncomfortable because you're seeing a. Oh my God! Okay, the I'm rock saying, not scene. The rock I was scene. like, yeah. was the rock <laughs> in I Spit on Your Grave? When Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Johnson shows up in I Spit on <laughs> Your Grave, <laughs> and he's and just he killing rapists. Killing rapists? That would be amazing. <laughs> I'd watch that movie, man. Mm-hmm. A rape revenge where the rock just the comes rock in shows and slays. up. Holy shit! <laughs> singing songs from Moana, but. <laughs> 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 It's like this. Well, that rape revenge movie took a weird twist there. If I ever get a hundred billion dollars, I'm pitching that to him for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to do it. No, the rocks. But when when so so that makes you uncomfortable because you're watching something that's really disturbing, and it's like, God, I hope that never happens to anybody because it's terrible. Sorry. Where, but no, but like a breakup happens all the time to everybody, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing that's like it's a thing that happens, and it's. We've I all got been there. Right, but yeah. I was so uncomfortable watching that scene because it was so familiar. real and familiar. Like, I've said some of those things, and I've certainly heard some of those things. Like, being the one cheated on. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, and oh, I fucking God. know, you know. I've been cheated on, Carl. But oh, my it's God, like I've been You on. have the Hollywood dialogue version <laughs> of this conversation, mm-hmm. and then you have this version of that conversation. Right. This version mm-hmm. of this conversation is about as real. It's like, I felt like I was watching yeah. a couple that I've sort of grown to care about over two and a half hours. I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's almost like mommy and daddy fighting at the kitchen table. It's, You're like, oh, dude, I want to eat my dinner in my room right now because this is getting really real so yeah because words scary sort of fail you at that moment your brain isn't yeah isn't working in that no like you are trying to stress emotions fraught it's the tent the stakes are too fucking high and you Mm -hmm. get it you go into you know when you're in panic mode yes and if you're you're trying to even like think a one cogent thing and nothing's coming working not a can you I've I've there was one moment we've talked about it on another podcast so I can I feel comfortable talking about it here when we were doing Marlin mm-hmm. near the end of Marlin I was shooting every day every night barely saw bird didn't help out with stuff so our, our relationship took a huge mm-hmm. shot we were really in a bad spot at the end of Marlin because the shooting schedule yeah, was too rough, much yeah. I never saw her so there was a moment where I was Working, I was editing with Ryan Sitzberger. We were watching a movie, having some beers, and waiting for something to render. And Bird came home, and I was, and she had expected me to have done some other. I don't even really fully remember. I, don't, I, don't remember. I was supposed I to totally have like vacuumed remember. or cleaned or done the dishes right. or something, and I didn't because I was working on the movie with my lead, with my my one of my actors. And Bird came home and was just left. She saw me and she was like, you know, like fuck got this, really yeah. mad at me and was like, "Fuck this!" and bailed. And I called her. I I Ryan left. God, if he's listening to this, oh, God bless you, Ryan. I felt so, so bad. Sorry. Yeah, we we both feel really bad about that because I put him in a tight spot when Bird left. He was like, "I'm gonna go," and I'm like, "Please don't leave me alone." <laughs> it was bad. It was yes. one. Of, it was probably the lowest moment of <sighs> of my life and of our relationship for sure. That day was the yeah. Worst. I'm not proud of it. No, that was all. a really bad day. But 
there was a moment bird was gone all day so i cleaned the whole fucking house i cooked dinner i did everything i like i'm like everything that i can, can possibly do think of to, that right. is to make to one make her life easier and better and make her not hate me and also to keep myself busy so i don't just sit here and like have a panic attack bird got home and just walked right past me into the bedroom and i saw her pick up a bag oh, and shit. start throwing shit in it and then she I, she saw me looking and slammed the door and i oh, thought she was my leaving god and I, dude, I'm making this is making me so sad right now. It made, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long, long time. It was f- over five years ago. Oh wow. Yeah, it's been, and it was, it's probably the only moment in our whole relationship that's been to that place. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but w- that's why watching stuff like this, because here's what, oh, here's what happened. It, it ends happily. Obviously, gonna, we're fucking married like, five years oh, later. What's funny? Yeah. Part of me's like, well, what happened? I'm like, oh shit. Never Carl, mind. we got divorced here. and we never that's saw weird. each other again. That's so sad. I don't think we were, were even married at that point. I don't no, know who we were. We were, we were still were, dating. We were still. Da- we yeah. might have been engaged. Did I, I? I think we got engaged before Marlon. Anyway, not important. Well, it is important. It but, is. Uh, so Marlon, I shot in twenty. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Here's what matters. <laughs> I went into the room, and I, so I sat there at the at the stove cooking. I was cooking asparagus, and I saw the door closed, and I was like. Duh. I try. I was. I. It registered, and my first thought is like, "Bird is packing, and she's gonna leave." And so I'm sitting there, and the asparagus is burning, and I was. I was working. I. I'm smart. I'm well spoken. I'm occasionally a bit loquacious, but I have words in my head. Mm-hmm. That's just part of me. And I was trying to think of like uh, words What's, in a row. What is the word? Yeah. Words in a row that would make her not leave the house. And I was like. Just nothing, nothing. Just spin, spin, spin. My brain was, re- my brain rebooted, dude. I was fucked. And here's the bet. You ready? I remember it word for word. This is the best I could come up with. And I, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Ding! Here you go. This is what we got. Sorry." <laughs> and it was, "Please don't do this." So I went over and I opened the door, and I was like, hey, "Um, bird, please don't do this." And she's like, "What? I'm going to the gym." And I was like. That fucked me too Because I was like Okay recalibrating Recalibrating How do you explain What you just said To her shit And then we we What we did is We made up We went and got tacos At a new taqueria The next day We started talking And we worked things out And now it's five years later And like we've been together For over a decade Honestly shit's really good But We came so close once Yeah That moments like this In this this movie When she's like, oh my God, dude, there's a moment where Emma's sitting there and she's she's like... She's throwing her shit in a bag. Like Emma's throwing Adele's shit in a mm-hmm. bag. The, the moment her. that That's... gets me, the moment that just rocked my rocked me on my heels is when Emma's sitting there and she's just looking down and she's shaking her head kind of like incredulously and she goes, get out. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's the line. It's not like, get out, you fucking... Ho-. I mean, it does dial up. Yeah, it does. Bravo to Leia Sedo for, for dialing that down, for keeping... Keeping that just she's just she thinks about you can see you can see her make a decision. She makes the choice. Yeah, she makes she sits there and she she looks back and forth and she kind of shakes her head and then she doesn't look at Adele when she says it. I don't think not the first time she just goes get out and then she looks at her and reengages and that's when stuff starts to dial up because Adele you can see oh my god and again mad props to Adele Exarchopoulos who's six uh, uh, 18 filming this. And she's like, you can see her not comprehend what she just yeah, heard. Exactly. Where she's like, that those words aren't don't make any sense. And then that's get out, get out now. I don't ever want to see you again. That's when shit dials up. Oh my god, dude. And bravo to Kashish as a director 
for letting that roll after she's out of the house. Getting her shit in a bag. Yep. Knocking Adele to the ground twice. Seeing Emma get physical with her. Seeing seeing them engage each other v- with violent emotions, violent dialogue, actual physical violence. It's a mild violence, but still, right. like seeing Adele hit the Knocks ground her down, yeah. and Emma doesn't even miss a beat. She just gets another still handful get of shit more to clothes, throw in the bag. To, yep. And when she gets her out the door, shatters the door, slamming it. Yeah, and I think that happened. That just I think happened. that actually happened. Yeah. yeah, that's what Bird said. She's like, I think oh, that was they an just accident. Broke that fucking door. <laughs> oh, oh. Bravo to both actresses, yeah, by the way, for being like, I'm going. so sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, keep going. Just roll with in that, that moment. Shit. So fucking hard. Stick, yeah, yep. dig in, dig in. If you're gonna do this, don't have to do it. You don't want to do this too many times, dude. No, that's not a place you want to live in. But oh my god, when Emma goes to the kitchen, and you're like, oh wow, I can't wait to see what the next scene is. Oh, we're not done with the scene yet, no. and we cut through that. We shoot through the window. That kind of that. We, and again, cinéma vérité, Carl. No, but it's that cinéma vérité. It's that. It is that. Yeah. It's that French art house thing. Yeah. It's actually Looks that's not true. The, yeah, shooting through the, the broken glass, window yeah. on hand cam, and Adele just being like, "Emma, open the door," and you're like, oh. "No, boy." You're like, "That's dude." It, to the it's the done. decision to show you a denouement because we. We hit the climax, right? We hit yep. that that peak, yep. and then you could cut and move on. But no, once she's out the door. But no, you leave that set because that's what you do. And then she wanders down the street covered in snot. It's amazing. not knowing it's what amazing. she is. No gonna idea do. what she's. I do, do not. I. I. I mean, look. This. Yes, this not's gross. But I got. Dude, I love it. You give yeah, it to no, her. I love her. Absolutely, give it's it to her. Truthful. I love her. Sorry, I keep spit on you, and I spit on you. I've been spit on constantly what? by you over the course of fifty-two episodes know, or whatever. Right? It's fine, I've dude. Some of your your your. Oh, yeah. dude! I when I get animated and I get up above the pantyhose that it's are like, my pop filter, <laughs> I spray it, man. Sometimes I turn into Mio in the Natrix. So yeah, I said that, dude. That um, that fight scene, that breakup, yeah. is exceptional filmmaking. And we would talk about the end a little, a little bit. The two notes that I have for Adele kind of made me think of chasing Amy a little bit, like Adele is chasing Amy. Like Kevin Smith. Um, do you mean, do you mean the parking lot scene, or do you mean the uh, the kind of the vague the con- plot of the, the film? The concept of chasing Amy yeah. that 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 Silent Bob tells um, Jason uh, Lee's character at the end of not Jason Lee. I've anyway. only I've only seen the movie once. I kind of remember it. It's kind of like, like chasing the dress. It's like the thing that you can't ever. Right, Get. like you just chase it at a certain point. You're just chasing an idea, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, that's totally what happens because Emma Emma moves on, and wow, oh my god, dude, chasing Amy just like unlocked the end of this movie to me. Mm-hmm. That's t- it's Adele is Jason Lee minus Silent Bob's wisdom. Right, she Adele is still chasing Emma and without realizing fully that Emma Emma actually does move on. Yeah. Absolutely. I wondered because I'm like, I'm like, do they ever move on? Maybe they're just destined to be together. Because we just watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which kind of has some predestination. And that, and that locks that into your brain a little bit. So sure. I'm like, I'm like, they must be destined to be together. But no, you know what happens? Sometimes you break. Here's my note. Here's my last note. Um, I think this will this will say it better than I was about okay. to. So uh, the you're still here idea. Um, Adele's painting. The paintings of Adele are still on the wall. She still has a place in Emma's past. She's not been erased. She's just over. Yeah. Life is hard. Life goes on. Yeah. 
Emma really, it's not like a bullshit thing that Emma's doing here where she's like, no, I've moved on, but secretly I want you. I'm French. I'm so passionate. Mm -hmm. That's not it. Emma's moved on. She's with Lisa yeah. now. The sex is not as great. She openly admits it. But it's that's different, fine, but that's fine because yeah. this is my family now. I am truly over you. I love the line. Do you still love me? No. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, dude, that. I have some issues with that scene, but that particular oh. exchange. Yeah, the the grab my crotch thing was a little touch bit me. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, and the, the fingers in the mouth. It's just gross. A lot of like, it, I don't, a, a lot of my problems with anytime I have a problem with a scene in this movie, it's with the physical. It's with the sex obsession. Yeah, where like Adele hasn't seen her for three years. She, but when she when she starts opening up, she's like, you know, like so how? Because Emma asks her three times, "How are you uh -huh, doing?" Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, but how are you doing? And and Adele keeps answering and she keeps like lying, yes. talking around it. And finally she goes, I miss you like every day. And I'm like, here we go. Some Let's, truth. Yeah. Some emotional like my life feels empty. You got to pull you. that splinter out. Yeah. Right. It's like to. even if we if even if this is just about closure, give me like I am not a, a whole person without you or something like that. But here's what we get. You ready? I want I miss touching you. I want you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. All, you miss fucking Emma. That's what you're gonna get me here. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, we must be moving into new territory. But no, not we at don't. all. She makes out with her. She sucks on her hands. She grabs Emma's hand and forces it into her, her. crotch. Yeah, like Emma, yeah. It's totally assault. And on it, like Emma is working through some feelings, which which is understandable when you have a long relationship with somebody. I. And there wasn't any good closure for either yeah, of right. them. And, and I understand that there are definitely like confusing moments and confusing feelings where you're like, I just want to, I want to fuck you. I miss right. fucking you. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes people say inappropriate stuff at inappropriate times, but I honestly, in that scene, in that moment, I feel bad for Lea Sedo and Adele Exarchopoulos because they're both doing the best work they can. Mm -hmm. And you can just feel, I swear to Christ, you can feel, feel the director the being like, suck her fingers. You would totally make her touch your crotch. And you're like, no, no, no. no. Mm -hmm. Le the fact that Lea Sedo manages to sell that. No, seriously though. Yeah. Where she's like, she's kissing her, she's crying, and then she goes, I can't do this. You're like, okay, you gave in a little bit and then you're drawing it back. How that is the only possible realistic reading, and she managed, managed to, to sneak through that? it. Yeah. That alone should should get her like, you know, I mean that she deserves she does, they both yeah. deserve every award they got. In part because they had to fight against what, in my opinion, is kind of stupid direction occasionally. Yeah. And all of it is has to do with the... It's all sex. All sex. There, any emotion... Okay, that's maybe not fair because I don't, I don't entirely know. But in the way it feels to me... How are you doing? We're good. The way it feels to me is that all the emotion we get comes from the work that the actresses are doing. Yes. And all of the stuff that rubs me wrong or irks me... Is the director forcing them to do or, or forcing his vision onto something? Right. Because they, I, there's, I don't think even Bird will, maybe she will, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think anyone can deny that this is some of the best chemistry between Adele, between Adele and Emma. I think they have some of the best chemistry I've ever seen between two actors, especially when they're first meeting. When they're first meeting, yeah. On the bench. Well, and, and, and they the chemistry and the fight too. The chemistry has to exist for that the breakup fight to happen the, and, and to be realistic. And they lose the chemistry intentionally. It's it's mm -hmm. a choice because when they first when it starts to slip. Oh my god, man! Yeah. Them on the bench, them laying in the grass, 
skip over the sex scenes. We'll talk about this. I swear to you, all listeners, we we, we will. I I want to. I think it's important that we do because uh, because you know what? It takes up a quarter of an hour of this movie. We need to address it. Um, And also, it's part of the controversy of this movie. So I'd like to talk about that too. But that those early meetings, man, like. They, those actors, those actresses being aware of space and mm-hmm. distance and how that affects tension. Liz, uh, th- both of them have. Uh, Bird will disagree with me on this, but I think both of them understand that uh, both of them have an incredible, an incredibly versatile and powerful smile, and both of them know it, and both of them know how to use it in mm-hmm. different ways. Watching them grin or smirk or smile at each other is. Incredible. This is all. This, this movie to me is especially because it's given three hours to breathe. Right. This movie is master is is masterful underlayer acting, subtle acting, face acting. It's the acting of the glance, the look, mm-hmm. the the controlling space. Lea Sedo getting a little too close. The first like three or four times they get together, she, they stay far apart until near the end and then Lea Sedo just a little just, bit close. All yeah. she does is she takes like six she gets like six inches in. And they're still like a foot apart, but the fact that she came that that Closing distance, distance yeah. it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I'm a huge fan of of their of their chemistry and their their physical work. Yeah, it's really good. Sorry, do you have? <laughs> I, I got swept up. No, I believe the French call it incredible. Yeah, there's a certain jouissance <laughs> to this movie. You always let it oh sound like G. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help I it, dude. Well, it's my mo- That's my primary that's exposure, primary to, exposure French. to French. Yeah. <laughs> um, her friends suck. Yeah. Oh my god. Her friends suck? are uber shitty. Her friends suck so Except bad. Except for like three of them. Um. Okay. Here's another. Uh, I'm, I now I just went back to my notes because I had gotten unmoored in how much I res- I love those performances. Um, Bird has probably has some stuff on this one. So in the comic, Tomas and Clementine Adele do not have sex. They hmm. are going to, and then Clementine. Sorry, I'm really working on this. I know, Adele I is know. like Adele's like nope. Fuck this. I gotta go. I am not into. I don't know even know why I'm here. Goodbye, and she leaves. Interesting. Right, so and he's she, like, what? Because so she, all we see is a really uncomfortable, awkward. She's not enjoying it. Sexy. Oh my god, I was so painful. uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll say it. And a really nice dick. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it was nice. It was. Uh, it was tune nice. in on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, tune in on right. whenever we drop that episode. But uh, we, we spoilers. Do a, that, we, that dick is making a comeback. It is. <laughs> um, Ayo. Yeah. Seriously though. Come on my back. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I was yeah. I was just thinking I'd have to do that, doggy. Yeah, because of the face. Yeah, Bird was not, like oh, when they no. were like, he's not, he's not Brad Pitt. Well, he's kind of like Brad Pitt. Nothing like, like, like Brad Pitt. <laughs> the French have horrible optometrists because they're all blind. Oh, I get it. Okay. I get what gotcha, you. I was gotcha. like, were his eyes fucked up? I missed it. <laughs> no, um, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. Uh. I. I my original note is I don't like because I like I, my original note is ah I prefer when she decides oh I don't I I'm gonna be true to myself I don't like the sex I well, think she, that's wrong mm. oh go ahead no you, yeah because she does she goes through with it I think she wants to like it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think because it's, it's an a quote unquote normal it's the right move for this movie right. the, for this in the context of this movie Adele is Adele tries everything to try and find herself and yeah. make herself happy 
and the 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 tragic thing about this movie is when she finds stuff that makes her happy she excludes everything else and gloms onto that until it's until destroyed it's out mm-hmm. exactly yeah so i i like i like the idea that like oh well maybe maybe if i just have sex with him i'll suddenly boom just decide i like it i like that she that she does it mm. and it it hurts a little more in a good way in this film when he's like you know like how was it good how did you like it and she's like it was good and you can just tell like, like the world's longest pause first yeah where you know tomas is like I, th- no. I thought I was doing work. What? You're not into it. And then their breakup is pretty real too. Actually, um, the oh, um, you mean the there's no place on the blue bench for Tomas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I like it though. I I'm, I made a joke about yeah, it, but I did like the blue yeah. the blue bench is a good touch. You know, like oh, sorry, go ahead. Can we just backpedal to the um, fucking men thing? Yeah. Um, I feel like not only is she trying to say. I'm not gay. I'm not attracted to that woman. Um, and like force herself. I I think she might be bi. Because she does pan. fuck another because guy Because she bangs yeah, guys later. All the time, yeah. And then and she goes to the little salsa club or whatever. She's Right. Mm. Which I like that salsa scene too. What I liked about, really quick, what I liked about that salsa scene is how sweaty everyone got. Like a lot of times movies will have people dance their asses off and then at the end they're like blow dried and quaffed. No, they were... They're fucked up by the time they're done dancing, dude. They're just like pouring sweat, hair all over the joint, just boogers and ass hanging out. All of- anyway, sorry, Bird, back to you. I I didn't mean to derail you with boogers and ass. I derailed. It's gone. Having sorry. sex with boys. My bad. Yeah, having yeah, I don't sex, know. With boys. sex with boys. Um, she wanted to. I don't know. I don't remember either. My bad. I'm sorry. But she might actually be buying that. But oh she never yeah, because they though. sort of um they play that little note at the end where the guy tries to like chase her out. Right. Um, so the I think actor, the, the old actor. yeah right the real estate agent or, yes. yeah yeah so I think they're they're kind of trying to say like you know maybe she's bi or something I think less than I think that's an interesting thing to look at actually because the note that I get from the film is Adele doesn't know what she wants. She never does. Which is mm-hmm. different from bisexuality. All that she knows that she wants to be, that she's sure of, that she wants to be a teacher. She doesn't want to be alone is a big thing. She gets yeah. lonely a lot. Um, she cries about the same amount in the movie and the book. She might cry a little more in the book, actually. It's a lot of crying. Um, but she's always had. I don't want to get tired. away from that distinction really quick because I, I want to address this. Because this was actually something that you ran into the first time we went to Marquette Pride, which is the, the bi thing. Yeah. Can, do, can I talk about it? I don't have to. Sure. Okay. So like Adele, yeah, are why are you looking at me? Like I'm that? like, I don't know where you're going with I don't this. Think she knows so in the movie, I, I think it's an important distinction though, because I don't think Adele is bi. I don't think that. You think she's just trying to fill the void, well, but she could find a woman. A, bise- a bisexual person is someone who's attracted to men and women. Mm-hmm. That is, that's them. That's their identity. My th- I think that this film has massive amounts of textual evidence that show that Adele has no fucking idea what she wants or what she likes. She's just trying stuff. Right. Does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel happy? It's like eating pepperoni five times and not knowing if you like pepperoni or you don't remember if you liked it. Right. Maybe I like what sausage. I, I don't know if I like sausage. Do I, like it's weird. What I think is, hmm. I think Adele likes Emma. Adele knows she likes Emma. I think she might have mental problems. I mean, she clearly, everyone in this movie clearly does. But well, I, but that's a, that's a distinction I want to get get to because one of the things we when we first, the first 
one of our early experiences together were mostly it's birds, not mine. I won't co-opt her story, but we went to we went to Pride in, in Marquette the first time we ever went to Pride, and we went around and there was tons of stuff for gays and tons of stuff for lesbians and there was tons of stuff for trans mm-hmm. and pan, but there's no, no there wasn't pan no, stuff. Pan not at that point, no. Um, but there was. Yeah. That's even seen less than. Right. Bi. Right. It was so it was it was like there was like lots of gay, lesbian, trans, but no bisexual stuff. And we actually heard overheard a couple conversations as we were walking around. And me and later me and Rob when we were walking around, we heard a couple conversations about how der- derisive conversations about bi girls, where they're like, oh, just being wishy washy. Oh, not gonna pick a side. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. I, I don't want to equate Adele with bisexuality because this movie is the perfect example of a girl just not knowing what she needs other than one person. Because I, I, I know for a fact that Adele likes Emma. Adele is attracted to Emma. But I don't know if she's attracted oh to girls and gosh. boys or anything. We, it would be so great if, if, if humans didn't feel the need to have to um, categorize everything. Yeah. Put yeah. labels on things like... They make it so much easier. Like it doesn't matter if I want to sleep with a man or sleep with a woman. As will occasionally like the feeling and the company of another human being. But where does that put us in the context of the film? I don't know. It's, I'm saying that I, it's, I agree it, definitely. It, but she but she is dealing with that in a very real way. Where it's like sometimes maybe I like to sleep with a man, and sometimes I really want to sleep with Emma because I'm in love with her. Right. And I, we have amazing sex, and even Emma's sex with her new partner isn't as good. But whatever, it's like so. It shouldn't. It's just uh, gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, pansexual. Who gives a fuck about any fucking label? Period. If you want the company of another human being, regardless of what their sexual orientation is, it doesn't fucking matter. Stop putting labels on shit. It pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I, it's can, just like I a, can see how it's relevant as well because one of Adele's biggest problems is fear of how people will take her. Will take mm-hmm. her? Well, if there's, other people's right. opinions, yeah. Other people's opinions of her of is her. a huge um, influencing the, factor, which it is in real life, too. Yep. How are you doing? We're getting down to All wire. Right. So I'm actually cool with skipping several things. I do have one note. Find someone who looks at you, the world and life, like Leah Sado looks at Emma during the eating lunch picnic scene. Mm-hmm. But we already kind of talked about their their chemistry. It's just that that to me is probably the peak of it. It's absolutely amazing. So here's there are two things I do want to talk about before we go out or at least before Bird leaves the table because you and I can wrap up a couple of things. All right. First, let's get let's talk about the sex. Let's get the sex out of out on the table and talk about it. All right. So this movie has more sex in it than any other film I've ever seen. Than in, I mean, well, in, not porn film. film. Right, right, right. In in a in a film that's not marketed as pornography, this has more sex in it than I've ever seen. To give people some uh, context for the controversy, there's no actual quote air quotes because this is something we can talk about, and I want Bird here for the debate. There's no mm. quote actual sex in the film. No, it's all simulated. Right. They got even the oral sex. They, they had prosthetics, prosthetics made. Yeah. So they had prosthetics made that covered their genitals. I think the only actual like vulva that we see is during the scene where painting scene. Mm-hmm. Yep, the painting scene where Adele's getting painted. So, what did you, both of you, think about the sex scenes? Bird, you go first. Nope, Carl, you go first. Or do you want me to go first? <laughs> I drew the curtains in my 
apartment because mm. I was like, oh, this is a little spicy. They yeah. don't think I'm watching porn. And at first I was like, oh, this is kind of hot. But then I was like, hmm, this is kind of like not. I don't know. There's something about it seemed. If it's going to be porn, have it be porn. If it's not, have it be not. It felt not disingenuous. I don't know. Just something felt very strange or awkward about it. Okay. It was like overwrought. Yes. I was uncomfortable most of the time. Yeah. And not like uncomfortable because I was inappropriately aroused. Right. Right. Just like uncomfortable for them. Like mm-hmm. it didn't look for the actresses. Sexy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of that. Like it was fun. One of the on that really quick, one of the things I said to Bird last night was, can you even imagine what these two women, what kind of like off-screen work these two women to had do to do that, yeah. to be able to do that scene? Yeah, they, like a stranger, you got to put your face in their butt crack. Right. Like for see, a while. For a yeah. centipede though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they oh do God. that in Human Centipede a whole bunch. But no, I, I'm totally right there with you, which is like how much intimacy work, you know, where you get to uh, if you're going to be physically comfortable with someone on camera or on stage, you want to become physically comfortable with them all the time. Yeah. That way it's never forced. There's never hesitation. There's never. And weird, it reads. It reads real. Yeah. So they must have been doing like just I'm just thinking about like the amount of like int- physical intimacy work that you do to mm-hmm. be able to do. A, like a 10 minute really fairly graphic and if what I read scene. is correct that took the, the the main scene the first one the longest the one long took one, 10 yeah. days 10 days here's something that I both both actresses came out and said that they felt exploited yes by the production they both said that they felt um, here's something I noticed as far as the actual film talking about the film itself mm-hmm. and then we'll go back we can go no, back fair. off stage sure. I'm totally cool with that but film itself the lighting changes and the quality yeah. of the shooting changes. It gets set, very bright. It gets yeah. it gets bright. It's overlit and it looks. Um, the shooting is poor. Mm-hmm. The all the cinematography goes out the fucking window. Yeah. What it feels like is one dude with a camera. It becomes porn. It, it yeah. turns into low budget porn. Yeah. It turns into like that weird sketchy porn. How are you doing? It looks one plastic. Minute. One minute. Okay. Um. Carl, let's you and I revisit the sex yep. thing. I'm glad we got your take on that. I want to get one more take from you before I'm you jet. Be- Go do that, and you and I are going to talk about okay. the dinner scenes. Oh. We don't have to talk about the dinner scenes. We can. Okay. What did you think of Adele and Emma meeting Emma's parents first? That first. I, oh man, I feel like this is every queer person's dream of meeting the parents situation (laughs) they were so nice and they were just so warm and welcoming and even though um even though adele's like yeah i don't eat any of these things they're like every dish is shellfish sorry (laughs) um and then they're like okay well you know have you even tried it and they try it and it's great it's fine it's whatever it's wonderful can i spin something by you real quick yeah do you think that she ends up liking the oysters because at this point in the film now she's eaten pussy a couple times was that Um, did you get that too i thought that was pretty explicit and i thought it was a maybe a little i mean i I thought it was funny but maybe a little cheap maybe (laughs) that's what they were going for i don't feel like she goes maybe that's a realistic thing right because you know 
I don't know. Have you? Yeah, do you have. want? Yeah. So there you go. You, and I you hate, hate oysters. oysters. <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing. Vaginas aren't fish. They're so. absolutely not. So I, I, I did. Uh, I will admit, I thought it was kind of. I thought that was kind of a funny little beat, a little throwaway joke. But I, I did think it was kind of cheap and tasteless. But um, you're right. I loved. I especially loved her dad or stepdad. Yeah, Emma's stepdad. Oh, he was so sweet. And he, yeah. in a weird way, Emma's stepdad kind of is a stand-in for Adele because. Um, Emma's mom knows a lot about art and Emma knows a lot about art and there's a moment where Emma's mom is talking about like oh it's good for Amanda for someone to have art that they love and blah 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 and then they Adele's or um, Emma's stepdad goes my art is cooking and wine and that Mm. is important too you know Mm -hmm. like he he grabs his place and and owns up to it um I I, they're yeah they are really kind and understanding um and it's cool how supportive they are of did you notice any trepidation in Welcome Back, Carl? Um, did you notice any trepidation in Emma's mom when she found out that Adele wanted to be a teacher? She because she does have a question. She goes, "You love kids." Oh yeah, How because of the you- the um, the work the like um, environment around that. Like the um, it's not a stable job or something like that. Or well, are you worried about the workplace? Mm-hmm. You seem very anxious about the workplace, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And there there was just a weird little note of trepidation, which I thought was very interesting because it's mirrored in the meeting with mm. with uh, mm-hmm. Adele's Adult parents, parent. which might be kind of just a universal, which is parents being worried that the person that you're hanging out with or in love with is going to be able to help. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely answered some questions about, so you, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to be a writer. Hmm. Like what hmm, hmm. is there yeah, but like a, a writing Oh a writing teacher, I get it. I'm like, nope, never gonna be a teacher ever. And which is funny because as a waiter I make more than I would as a teacher. Oh yeah. But yeah. So anyway, um boo, whenever you got a role, I okay, understand. Yeah. But Just, if you wanna do uh talk about Adele's the the dinner with Adele's parents real quick, or sure. whatever you want to. You have notes. Hit your notes. I do have notes. Yeah, hit your notes. Do that. And um, then Carl and I'll wrap up. Is the actress playing Clementine the most awkward and unattractive one that they could find for this? Question mark. That's Clem Adele. equals hot mess. <laughs> uh, she is um, a hot mess in a lot of this. That's that's way a too much hair fixing constantly. I was the, like, the pulling stop, pulling her ponytail out. Once the like the fifth time we did it, I was like, I think, you know what? A lot of a lot of the movie felt like the director just likes seeing this eating. You know that whether it's yeah. eat. How many times did we see Adele face down on her bed with one leg cocked at a weird angle, oh so her my butt God. is? Yeah, the that that was exploitative. We all I noticed thought, yeah. it. The Adele face down, no covers, just that one it's, leg open, so the crotch. Is yeah, with her of, it's like the butt. He butt, wants yeah. to see the butt. And her pajamas are like shoved so far up her ass crack. I'm like, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Hit your okay. Nuts. You um, gotta go to work. I have never once masturbated like this in my life. It's a scene where that she first. That first masturbation first, scene. Like, uh, people don't. Uh, uh, rubbing bo- no. all of her tits. Oh, like arc, arc, arching her back all up off the bed and shit? No. She was literally. She has magic fingers. She was flo- floating. She was levitating off the bed. Yeah. Oh, what else you got? What? What are you looking around at? You're, you're getting a phone call. Oh, whatever. Um, that scared me. Uh, <laughs> every ghost. woman besides our heroines is good looking. Both heroines? You didn't like Leia Sado? I think they're both ugly. Carl, really quick. Do you find both of them attractive? One of them attractive? Neither attractive? Go. Go. What do you think? Uh, neither. You think neither are attractive? I think Adele has an interesting quality to her that I find kind of 
almost like nerdy attraction in sort of because I kind of like girls that have kind of like their teeth are, aren't quite right. And okay. The pout, like pouty of the lips or sort of. Okay. I, I think the fact it's I don't. Know. Uh, but the other one no. I okay now here. I, yeah. Danielle thought that that Emma was gorgeous. So did I. I oh, I man. find Emma. I find Leia Seydoux to be stunningly beautiful in this movie. I think she's super attractive. She looks like Mm-mm. an unattractive boy. Oh, yeah. you mean not even man. an attractive boy. <laughs> you mean person. Yeah, I, I have like, like a specific a thing about teeth, and. Oh my god, her so do I, fucking I, teeth with I like too much space between teeth. every between single tooth. Oh my god. That's so unkind. I really anyway. I think she's beautiful and I like Super easy to floss though. Wow. <laughs> just just <laughs> keep on keep on kicking, man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be unemployed in Greenland. <laughs> Battling gangs for local for charities. charities. That sort of thing. Okay, go. Keep um, it in your notes. Sorry. Literally never looked at anyone's armpit sexually. That came up in Virgin Suicides. Keep going. This movie sucks. <laughs> this film is excessively long. I said to you, I was like, I feel like we watched this happen in real time. Yeah, their lives. It was so long. <laughs> Three hours later. There was a moment where Bird's like, if we're not at least halfway through this mo- movie, I'm going to be so fucking bummed. And I, <laughs> you, I hit display and we were like exactly one minute past halfway through the movie. And I'm like, we're fine. There you go. Play. <laughs> Go, uh, go. All caps. Close your mouth and leave your hair alone. Mm, okay. Yeah. That that actually that was a performance note that hit. But again, I feel like that's the director. I swear yep. to God. Because you something can, is going on. Something's there. going on that's making these behaviors be t- a, a little overly repetitive. Keep going. Oh my God. And like my wrap up note for the whole movie. Exhausting. That was exhausting. <laughs> I saw it in all. Thank you. Exhausting takes up all like caps. half the yep. page, man. And yep. also you have over boring. there boring, like triple underlined. Mm-hmm. Where would you set this in a scale from one to Sofia Coppola, how boring it was? Um, <laughs> I actually enjoyed... Um, the Beguiled? Not The Beguiled. Marie it Antoinette. It was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie Antoinette. I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So it would probably be... Uh, right above Lost in Translation. Really? Okay. Is this the most boring film you've ever seen, or is Lost in Translation the most boring film you've ever seen? Um, I'm not sure. I was probably equally furious there you yeah. <laughs> with okay. both films. Right on. All right. Well, thank. Uh, goodbye. I know you got to run to work, yeah. so thank you. Yeah, so much. we're not much. kicking you off the show. But no, but go to work. Seriously, thank <laughs> you, lazy bum. Thank you for. Yeah, don't. We need at least one paycheck coming in because <laughs> it's it's February and there's just nothing so happening. So what do you do for a living? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I in the winter it's hard this time. Loaf and fish. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Carl. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about the dinners? We can't, Bird and I kind of hit them a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about the, and then I, we can, we can do one little brief coda on the sex, but I do want to hit the dinner again, okay. especially the Adele's parents dinner. So this, like Bird pointed out, this is a trope. The, the, the parents parent. trope. Yeah. The night, yep. the like this, uh, this is the one scene that I had a problem with. I didn't have a problem with Emma's parents. I thought they seemed very fairly genuine. Cause I've known parents like that. And yeah. I've also known parents like Adele's, but they seemed more, this is what this kind of parent would say. It, they, they, they felt more like written, I guess you could say okay. like yeah. they didn't say, so what it was it that you do? And there was a whole thing like hiding the, the one thing I did like was that, um, 
Emma didn't get like offended when Adele had hidden had hidden things. In fact, she just rolled with it. Yeah, they do that in the book as well. But I I appreciated that because pick, maybe when the time was right, they would let. Did you pick up Leia Sado's really quick? Did you pick yeah. up her dismay at being hidden? I feel like Adele had not told her. That she had hidden there, in the relationship. There, the wind comes out of her for sure. She seems surprised yeah. when they're like helping her with her philosophy, and Emma's like, "Mm-hmm." And then immediately rolls with of it. Of course, yeah. I'm so good at philosophy, but you can see a moment where she's like, "You didn't tell Quoi? them." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And also, we're bringing a lot of that reaction to that dinner scene as well because we are we know what the parents don't know. That's true. That is true. In the book, uh. Ad- uh, an Emma knows that Adele's parents are that way, and Adele is very open with Emma about, like, I'm no. going to hide us, but I do want you to meet my parents. That's, that reads totally differently that way. It does. It, it's it's a different... But also, I think that in the book, that it's important to for Emma to know what the parents are like, because that makes Emma getting kicked out of the house hit harder. Hit harder. Or that get, makes sense. Adele, yeah, Adele get kicked out of the house. This... I actually have an opposite read, which is... And this is kind of sad. When I saw the dinner with Emma's parents, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that doesn't, I mean, that's nice. That would be really mm-hmm. nice. And Bird actually off mic said like, that's, that would be every queer kid's dream to oh, meet sure. parents like that. I've never met anyone like that. I've met a lot of parents or yeah, parents. I've met a lot of parents like Adele's parents. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot. There's, probably, of there's like more that. of those parents than the others. Right. Sure. So, I mean, my, just the way that I read it, that scene read a little more natural to me. Just okay. a touch. So um, I was thinking of, of several parents that I knew growing up that that had uh, that had sons and daughters that came out at a very young age and that were very openly supportive and just like the coolest kind of like the the parents that you would want to be when you grow up. You know what I mean? Right, so like right, I just right. I feel like there were a couple of families where I grew up that we were just lucky to have. Those families in town, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm also, and I think maybe both you and I are kind of bringing a little bit of our liberalism, absolutely. It, which is like yeah. when you see Emma's parents, you're like, yeah, that's how people, sh- that's, that's how, how people, people are, should that's be. how people should be. And then you see Adele's parents, and you're like, fuck you, Jesus. But they're also not saying anything like it is important to have financial stability and to be able to put food on a table and to be there, there to not have to want for their shittiness. Security. Actually, now that now that I think about it, you're totally right. Their shittiness is implied. Mm-hmm. Their shittiness is totally implied because, yeah, because they're just because the, actually part of it's not even their fault Mm-mm. because they Emma's parents know that Emma and Adele are a couple. Yes. So them being great, they have that knowledge of this couplehood. And, and her asking Emma who her boyfriend is, we take offense to it because we know, but there's nothing no wrong with that question. Oh, so who's your boyfriend? What does he do? Oh, actually, your, he's a what doctor. What does your boyfriend do? Right. He's in business. In business. Oh, that must be very nice. You know, it's nice to have someone that you know you can... That Okay, there is a little shittiness there. there you're is, right, you're right, right, because it's... Yeah, but you're you're totally right, because this relationship is hidden. As far mm-hmm. as they know, this is just one of Adele's girl friends. girl and her, and her girlfriend. And like, that is that is a totally a casual question. So, like, do you, do you have a boyfriend? What's your boyfriend do? You know, until you have until you right. have the information, you just kind of operate on a on the baseline assumption. You're having a casual conversation, a first meet sort of ice breaking conversation. So right. there's nothing 
Right. Like, oh, yeah. so do you see anybody? Who's your boyfriend? So like, the the assumption, yeah. yes, the assumption is a little it do, is a little old fashioned, sure, or whatever. But you're you're right. You know, like it is good to have financial stability. It is good, and and the mom's not wrong. If you want to be an artist, it would be nice to it have, a, nice husband to have a husband who has had a steady job. job. Yeah, totally correct. Yes, the sentiment grates. It does because I, I want to be an artist. Bird wants yeah. to be an artist. So we're like, well, fuck you, art forever. But Mom is not it, the sentiment makes you unhappy, but it's not incorrect. Right. If like if Bird happened to be a neurosurgeon and she was making a, whatever they make, I, I assume $100 a hundred million dollars. Million a dollars beer, here. Five. I'll see you tonight. Um. Yeah. If Bird was making a bajillion dollars and I could just hang out at home and work on my screenplays. And Must be nice my, to have a wife that can support you in that. Absolutely. So you're right. Yeah. We that's actually kind of a cool moment in the film because we bring our shittiness sure do don't we to a fairly normal situation that's caught very, myself I caught myself doing it yeah I well I I was just sitting here like don't Adele's parents suck but when you started talking I was like actually no they're just kind of normal people right they're you know oh actually you know what I'm also bringing the graphic novel with me and they're aggressively homophobic in the graphic novel ah uh, gotcha so it's. There's that, but you're right. In the film, you know, that's not there. No, no, not at all. They're normal people. I almost get the sense that if if Adele would have had moment. a conversation with her parents, they may have been may have been know. a hard pill to swallow. You're not going to have it at the con- at the dinner table. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to be like, and this is my girlfriend right. Emma. After dinner, we'll be scissoring in my right. childhood bedroom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, at least you know where you're going. Straight to Scissor Town. Really quick, we looked that up, by the way, because we were watching it, and there's the scissoring scene, the long, mm-hmm. drawn out scissoring scene. So Bird was like, looks, and she t- looks at me, and she goes, "The lesbians actually scissor." And I'm like, "Why are you asking me that?" <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> Here, let me. My experience with lesbians, Pornhub.com. Exactly. Yes, that's pretty much all they do. But the, so you know what? I, we went online. We're like, do they? Is this a thing? And all you find is like the great scissor debate, which is do or don't lesbians <laughs> oh actually? God, it's hilarious. a total thing, dude. If just Google it. If you're at work, the don't great, Google it. Right. It's but not safe for work. Kids. NSFW, baby. But seriously, so we looked it up, and results are mixed, actually. Um. A lot of the places that we found said yes, but not all the time. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, it's, you know how like you have every once in a while you have porn star sex right. where you're just like we're doing shit that we've never <laughs> even done. Before. This is what Jesus shit. is covering his eyes. Right, right now. dude. You like, just like get into that like stanky crazy area where you're just like if your there was dead relatives are going oh they're like shit. I wish I'd never had my son. <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. But that's what they're basically saying. Right. Like every once in a while, you pull that shit out the closet, and it's either awesome or it sucks. Right. It's not an all the time thing. But yes, lesbians do scissor. You're welcome. I did the research for you. <laughs> we're <laughs> thorough here at measuring. Very. If we're if we're not if nothing else, we are <laughs> we're thorough. thorough. Um. So I now at this point I'm kind of cool with just hitting a couple notes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of. Uh, I liked it as a little art house movie moment where at the the little party for her friends, like, look, I've got some new paintings and they're playing that silent film on the screen. And it's showing her actual emotions behind her? Yeah, the film yeah. in the film is showing Adele's interior, interior modeling, modeling. Yeah, I like that. I it was that. a bit 
oh, it towed the line for me a little bit. I'm being on the nose. It's. I'm like, I see what you're doing. Almost heavy-handed, but I. But I but liked it. Did. it though. I did too. Yep. I I really dug that a lot. Um, I we already covered that. So. Oh, all right, new lesbian. See, that's fun. So the a lot of what I saw this movie through was lens of like I just saw Fun Home the musical like five times yeah. in as many weeks because Old Tom Playhouse is doing it. And it was the Alison Bechdel graphic novel that they turned into a uh, musical. So it's all about Alison Bechdel is a lesbian um, graphic novelist. And she, she uh, wrote Fun Home as a memoir about growing up and finding out that her dad was a homosexual and slept with a whole bunch of men. He ended up stepping out in front of a truck and killing himself. And so intentionally, intentionally. Ooh, yeah, that's a way to go. So, so the the graphic novel Fun Home was a way for her to cope with that. And there's a lot of, I feel like, because this was a, a graphic novel, yeah, as well. So there's a lot of not a lot of overlap, but there's definitely similarities between the two. Where um, there's a line in in Fun Home where um, this girl that Allison, young Allison, falls for, for the first time, like discovering that she's a lesbian and the 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 one that turns out to be her girlfriend eventually says, "All right, new lesbian." Like <laughs> it's one of the things she says to her is like, "All right, new lesbian." I kept thinking about that, but it was unfortunate to me. So when the tragedy in this is that 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 Adele never really Embrace. figures out for herself of that what she is or who she is or what she wants to be. I feel like if she could have discovered that what that answer is, mm-hmm. she could have figured out a lot more. We we're always humans struggle all the time with shit. Right. Right. We're always like oh my God, through yeah. a pool of shit. It's but what if you life can, is. but if you can at least figure out like what your basic desires are, I think that would go a long way. Like I just wanted her to be like, I'm a lesbian. Pa- you know what I mean? Like and to figure uh, that, but we I, all struggle with that too. That's it's true. Like- and I, I like I like it 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 bums you out that she doesn't come to a that she doesn't truly realize who she is. Mm-hmm. But I also like that as my narrative it's more realistic that she yeah, doesn't. That narrative drive, which is like there's that famous bit of advice in Shakespeare, Hamlet, where, you know, uh, and above all, to thine own self so, be yes. true. But you kind of can't do that if you don't know who thyself. Who the fuck you are. Right. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, then what compass do you follow? Adele has no idea who she is, and that's why she just kind of blows with the wind. There's no needle in the compass at all. It's... Um, that, that, what is it? Okay, new lesbian? Uh, it's all right, new lesbian. All right, new lesbian. Okay, so that, that... That thing, the the new lesbian thing, they kind of touch on it barely in this mm-hmm. movie, where they're like, you know, straight Your type, time uh, hetero type girls who are very curious mm-hmm. in the gay bar. Yep. In the comic, the yeah, I'm really excited for you to read this, but in the comic, Emma plays kind of an interesting mentor character. Adele st- struggles so hard with her sexuality in the comic as a young girl. Once mm-hmm. we once we get to the getting thrown out of her house, she's pretty much comfortable with her identity more okay. or less. But um when we get her her whole childhood, her her youth when she's struggling with her identity and she's these new feelings, what's the what are these feelings mm-hmm. like? I've got all these questions. Emma is there to guide her into her sexuality kind of. And then they simultaneously fall in love with each other and it's really beautifully done. This movie, I think, 
and again, again, light criticism because I, I do love this mm-hmm. movie. I think it's excellent. But I do think that this movie, once we start getting those little touches of Emma's helping Adele decide, the director's like, I'm bored with these feelings. They have them fuck now. And now we do 10 minute fuck scene. And yeah. a lot of times the sex to me feels like it's robbing I the I also kind of wanted to get through the sex scene to get to the next story part. Yeah, uh, I think some of that. Tell me if I'm off base because I felt some of that, and I figured out specifically what it was, which was, you know, you get the rising action, rising mm-hmm. action climax thing, and that's also how that's how you structure a movie, but it's also right. how you structure scenes. Yes, I felt a lot of times like we're heading towards something, we're heading towards something. Here comes some emotional thing, and, and then, then it would fucking, cut. Yes, and then we're fucking, and then the next scene starts low starts again. Starts low again. Yes, when it wanted, what I wanted was the emotional payoff. Part. You know what? Is it maybe because emotion there was emotion was void from the sex scenes. We just watched Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. Last Tango in Paris is a movie that is all about uncomfortable honesty, but more so about honesty. Mm-hmm. This movie never lets any honest thing. It never lets anything come to the surface. So until the fight scene, they never speak honestly to each other because they're no, tiptoeing around each other's feelings. And as soon as they get to a point where they maybe will have a conversation, we're fucking. Yeah, exactly. Right, right before we get to something, what I, uh, yeah, no, I'll stand by it. Something interesting, right? Something emotionally interesting in the scene. We cut to sex, and like we said, the sex. Looks Is there as like much sex in the comic? There are two really graphic sex scenes in the last one, and then there's also the masturbation scene. There's the the comic does have some sex in it. Sure, but it's I figured nothing like okay. this. It's, I mean. You saw the book, dude. The book's that thick. If this was like the movie, that the book would the whole, the whole book, book would be, be sex, one right. fuck scene in a seven hundred page graphic <laughs> novel. Um, I'm not necessarily, by the way, I'm not necessarily criticizing all the sex scenes Mm-mm. because I do think, I do think a lot of them. It, it, um, I don't think the film supports the performance. Mm-hmm. Because I'm when you watch these sex scenes, I, when I spin this again, I'm sure you'll spin this again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm buying the Criterion on this. It's going to. I highly show. recommend it. Yeah, the the transfer is beautiful, but but also the fact that I had the Criterion and the sex scenes looked worse showed me that that's just how this movie is. That because the Criterion doesn't fuck this stuff up. They no, nail the transfer yes. every time. So that's just it's what this. Perfect. Yeah. So when I say the film doesn't support the performance, what I mean is. When you when I was watching these sex scenes, because boy, do you have a lot of time to consider what you're seeing. Sure do. Sedo and Dexarcopolis are doing really good work. They're they're going there, they're discovering things about each other, mm-hmm. about each other's bodies. And the camera just fails them again and again. Makes me mad. It's something about it is. It's the cinema now, okay. With one exception, which I'll touch on in one second, I think it's the cinematography that lets us down in the sex scenes. You could definitely cut them shorter. Mm-hmm. Look, I, dude. I don't mind looking at naked women uh, yeah. enjoying themselves. I will gladly watch a sex scene. Absolutely. I, you know, even, I don't even feel bad about it. As a straight guy, I will I will gladly watch a lesbian sex yeah. scene. Show it to me. I will, I'll get, a, I'll get a lascivious thrill out of it or I'll find something to like yes. in it. Go ahead. Yeah. But it doesn't have to to be that long Mm -mm. 
Like we were talking about it. I love a gunfight, but if you get me a 10 minute gunfight, it's boring. Boring now. Yes. Yes. These sex scenes, you know, I, it's like the 47th Kung Fu fight in the third or second matrix movie. I'm like, wow, the first three were great, but now right. we're doing more. To, honestly, for like full honesty, yeah. every time we hit a sex scene, I was like, Ooh, all right. And I'm in it, dude. Like there was, there was definite, this movie is definitely arousing watching the first two, three minutes. I'm like, this is fucking hot. Then it's like, this is fucking long. Mm-hmm. What are we still doing here? There's other things to do and the other places Can to we be. Move the story on now. Here's my this, here's yeah. my biggest complaint. I know this is crazy, but this is my biggest complaint about the sex scene. Zuh, all of them. I'm sure you noticed this as well. How about the half-assed ass slapping? You pick? Did you pick it up too? Mm. Pa, uh. It's this. It's this really like. Yeah. That it's like the gentle. Okay, now, tell me I'm wrong. That is 100 the director telling them to do that. Oh, absolutely. Now slap your ass. That was neither of How them. There. Slap it. You get in there. You grab it. Yeah. Neither of them decided to do absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because you can see, you can see them commit to stuff. The oral sex. Yeah, committed. The the oral sex stuff. Lea Sado going down on uh, Adele Arcacopoulos from behind. That shit's nuts. The a lot of the fingering stuff, the weird mm-hmm. angles where they're w- working their hands into each other. Yep. That is that there. They picked something. They committed to it. They went there together. And then there's this. And then there's that weird. Yeah. The ass slapping feels so like two girls are two. No, two actresses are working, and some guy is like slap her ass. That be slap her ass. It's a, it's an art. It's most, an art yes. thing. Uh, I'm a genius. That's it. Oh my yeah. God! It was in other movies we pick stuff like this out as studio notes. This is like director note. Hundred like, percent, yeah. right? It will be more hot. You know, absolutely. Okay. Because okay. when I think about the sex scenes, the first thing I think about is the ass slap, because it's like it stands. It stands out and it's wrong. There's something weird in the. It's it's like a piece of hair in the in the. It's a missed note, it's man. A missed note, yeah. It's it, you're listening to a classical piece and a one violin for Ding. one second hits a hits a missed note like, and you oh. can hear it. Dude, you're, I was Hannibal Lectoring, and I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, that horn player. So is, I ate his face. Right, exactly. But no, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that too. Yeah. Because, I, uh, it's, it's easy, and I think it's just, justifiable to criticize those sex scenes. Absolutely. They're too long. They're poorly shot. They're mm. very male gazy and kind of porny. They're really male gazy. But tr- if you divorce yourself from the bad camera work, there's really. There's really hard work that those actresses those, are doing. The two doing. of them are doing amazing, incredible work. Right, and I'm glad that I, I'm glad we agree because there's de- that note that those little the yeah. patty cake ass slapping like, feels. Yeah. Vi- it's a yeah that that feels like gross. Yeah, and it, it feels does. gross because it doesn't feel like it starts. It doesn't with feel natural. It, yeah, it wasn't like I'm gonna slap your ass now because would it be fun if I slapped your ass? Yeah, or like, do you or, think it would be natural? Or do even doing your own work in your head? Right, where it's like. I think Emma would slap her ass. Right. I don't think that that is them working. Not at all. Okay. It doesn't come across that way to me anyways. Yeah. But. Um, okay. So I'm I'm glad we covered the ground. I'm, yeah. I'm done with the sex scenes. Do you have anything else? Because I'm ready to move out nope. of there. Mo- we're moving out of the, moving out of Scissortown. <laughs> Which is a real thing. Which is a real I, thing. We did the research. Um, okay. What did you think? I have two Questions. I don't have answers for these. All right, cool. The beach scene with the floating in the ocean. What do you got? Do you have anything, man? I 
The only thing I have for that, because I was like, okay, this is interesting, because she's just going into a... I was like, in a strange twist, Adele gets run over by a motorboat. Like, That'd be my, fucking nuts. That was my only thought. They go like the end of I spit on your grave. I was like, wasn't <laughs> expecting that shit. But I was kind of distracted by it because like, she asks some woman to watch her her, her group of kids. And then she goes out. like a nursery school yeah. day So she trip. goes out to, to to soak herself in the in the ocean and lay on her back and consider life, I guess. I don't think it's necessary. I was. Con- we already know that she's depressed and dealing with that. We don't need to see yeah. her lay on her back to like give herself to the ocean and hope for a quick motorboat death. Like I don't know. I just it. Yeah. It seems strange and out of place to me. I, I didn't think it was like I didn't think it was like I'm gonna go die in the ocean. No, I'm just I was <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. the joke. Um, if it for me, there's a there's a term that comes from poetry. It's cesura. Which is just a brief pause mm-hmm. in your rhythm. It's usually like uh, a, a breath. It's like a breath, right? You know. So it to me, it almost felt like the director was giving us a cesura in the, her story, which is like he's fraught emotions, fraught emotions, fraught. And now emotions. a moment of stillness. Let me give you one moment of peace. And now, but this is a three-hour movie. Well, I don't. We've had need... a shitload of say of quiet moments. Like Most the of m- it. movie's yeah. mostly <laughs> quiet moments. All right. So that was my one thing. I don't have an answer. I don't for. have an answer either. Okay. The beach scene, I think, is out of place. Yeah. Do we agree? That's. I agree completely. Okay. Because the only thing I could think of is like, it would be funny if <laughs> she, she got hit by a boat. Up by a motorboat. <laughs> Dude, we got to stop watching horror movies. I know. No. Or watch don't. more. More, more. More, 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 more. I need more, more motorboat. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun. That's fun, fun. Um, here's my second thing. I don't yes. have an answer for it. Um. Really quick, let me hit. I really fast before I get to that. Yeah, yeah. I love her transition to mean teacher. When oh, she, mean teacher. When yeah. she starts being shitty, I love that, dude. Again, it's that subtle thing that you only get in a movie that has three hours to breathe. You don't get that in something. I mean, you can, you can, but it's but, more difficult. Here we got to see because we get to see her teach for lengths. I love those moments. So in the, did I. By the way, the teaching moments. And Loved lo- it. I, that's when I fall in love with Adele. Is when she's teaching, you see her in in her element doing what she actually loves. That's the only thing that she's certain of. Do you remember early on when she's like, I don't like when a teacher over explains things. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of what I, what I think is really fascinating about this movie is we start watching Adele as a student interacting mm-hmm. with teachers. It's And we go full circle. And by the end of the movie, she's it's the teacher, yeah. teacher Adele dealing with students. Yeah. Um, and man, I, I had some feels about the teacher thing. Cause I, I have a couple friends who are teachers, one of whom I'm really close with mm-hmm. and you can see these kids wearing on her. Yep. And there's a moment where she's talking about the troublesome kids, the kids who give her issue and have to go to summer school and are a pain in the ass. And she says, they're my favorite because when you have a breakthrough, it's so re- rewarding. Oh, yeah. I have text messages that are like word for word, a wow. dialogue where, you know, I these, got through to Tommy today. I, yeah. Exactly. Where it's like this fucking kid. He can't. He's never read a book. He can barely string together a sentence. But today he like wrote me this thing and he was honest mm-hmm. and he or uh, it's cool. It was very cool. He showed me that he's reading a book. He's reading whatever. So here's my other question, question? that I don't sure. have an answer okay. for. I feel like a lot of times in this movie which was also written by the director the director co-wrote it with someone else but i feel his hands all over it yeah now i have been critical of this director this whole Mm -hmm. episode 
I will give him props because the end result is a movie that I really like. Critical, but I think that's fair considering that we like the goddamn movie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a I'm a fan of this movie. I'll spin it again. You said it's one of your one of your new favorites. One of my new favorites. Fucking excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's also important to point out some stuff that feels weird or wrong or out of place. One of the big things. That's that's why we get paid the dollars. We get paid. That's right. Couple of bucks a year. Couple bucks a year. Oh, we gotta clean that shit on our taxes. Shit. No, no, no. It's <laughs> we a are gift. definitely a it's nonprofit. A for sure. Whoa. So, Scoob. Um, <laughs> Whoa, Scoob. So, do you feel like there are, I feel like there are moments in this the Sheila talk, the mm-hmm. Klimt talk, the talk about philosophy, particularly Sartre, mm-hmm. the. It's a sketch, the Bob Marley talking about. A lot of this feels in a weird way. Like the director showing off what he's interested in. Did you get that too? I, yeah, you're making me smile. Those of you, oh, I got the. I think that was the second time we we were talking about some form of literature or music. Thing. I'm like, this is the fucking like writer just showing off their. Look how cultured I am and how. Have you read Colette? It is a wonderful. Like they do liter- They do like two kids having a discussion of literary analysis here. Yes, and I'm like. No two kids. I can see kind of vaguely how this book might kind of tangentially be related to the film I'm watching, but I think you maybe just read Colette and think you're smart and are telling me about it. And the only reason I know about Colette is because of Fun Home, because it's a book that's mentioned. In that as well? See, everyone likes to flash their Colette when they've got it. Isn't that funny? (laughs) I don't know, dude. I was watching it, and, and again, like, okay, there's another director whom we both love who does this. Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Let me show you all the guitars I know about. Let me show you all the other stuff I know about. He walks Science us, and industry. He walks us through one at a time yeah. four of the most legendary guitars ever. Yeah. And you're like, duh, these are amazing. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch shares his thing. But his is more sharing, and this is more being like, look how cool Lecturing. I am. Lecturing. That's yeah. the, you're totally right. I was going to say the same thing, which is Jim Jarmish shares his interests with you in like a. It's a genuine like. Guys, oh, don't my, you think this is this cool? This is awesome! Oh my gosh! And it's really endearing, and it makes you interested in those things. Yes. This movie, a lot of the time, it felt like the director saying like, "Hey, look, I know about Klimt." And, mm-hmm. Oh my god! But actually, that might be effective for this film. No, that's not true because Adele does it too. But that, particularly that scene where they're talking about Sheila. Um, the only reason I know about Egon Sheila is Bird and I did Lost Girls. Oh and right, yep. There's an homage. Bird showed me and told me all about him. That's the only, only reason, reason I know. But um, the Egon Sheila Klimt debate, and Adele's looking around like, "What, what the, the fuck? fuck are you talking about?" That's how I felt throughout this whole, whole movie. movie. Every time we got to like, have you read Colette? Well, there's this scene where, and if you read this, and oh, here's a fun thing. That just felt like the director being like, aren't I smarter than you? And yeah, don't exactly. you feel dumb? And don't you feel dumb? Don't you not know? They even bring up Antigone. No, that's they bring Antigone up in... Uh, in Is it in that, this one? It's in this one. It is, yeah. yeah they yeah, bring yeah, up yeah. Antigone. They bring up Antigone. And I was like, well, whoever brings up Antigone? And also, Antigone <laughs> is... I'm sorry, but I, I remember when the, 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 the reference comes up in the film... Mm-hmm. Nothing that reference is not relevant to this movie. Nothing to do with anything no. about what anyone is talking about. Cl- the the Klimt Shiga, Sheila thing that makes sense because we're showing that Adele's out of this world. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're interested, Sheila does super weird art. His name's Egon Sheila E G O N S C H I E L E. Very weird. Um. So like, 
it but I understand we're showing that Adele can't follow the artistic conversation. Right. And we're also showing that Emma is very defensive of her opinions and doesn't mm-hmm. like when people disagree with her. Okay, we're doing some character work there. I will give that scene a pass, but everything, everything else, else I'm just like all you're doing is beating me over the head with what you've been reading recently. Right. Exactly. I don't I don't like that. Nope. I did not like that in this movie. Okay, so we're on the same I'm page. I'm totally on the same page with that. All right. Um I haven't known about it. That's why I put wrote down Antigone. <laughs> and who, who fucking brings up Antigone? Um, ba, 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 what do I have here? Um, that record, that record, I said, here's a note. Well, and we already talked about it, so we don't have to hit it, but I like my note. Well, that reconciliation took a pretty wild turn for the assaulty. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, I, I almost think you could write a book about... Fre- uh, there's a moment in this that so perfectly encapsulates wh- how I view French art film, just me personally, mm-hmm. that I think that if I ever wrote a book about it, I would use Blue is the Warmest Color as an example, and I would call the book Smoking and Crying and Picking at the Sill. Oh. It's one of my favorite moments in this movie. Her finger, just yep. just picking, just picking, picking. Hard, it. too. Yeah, she's like, like you, she's going to rip her nail. fucking fingernail off. And she's smoking and she's crying. God, this smoking made me... It was hard. The smoking was hard in this one for me. Yeah. This was, yeah. was it as hard as Die Hard? Was it Not as, quite as. Yeah. But they're, they're, you know that they're, they're, they're like silk cut fucking just... But also, dude, she's like barely... <laughs> barely holding on to like, And there's something about that that I like, where it's just yeah, like, too. that's... You're, you're like, yeah, I'll give myself cancer, but I just can't be bothered to put the smoke all the all way in All the way my in mouth. my mouth, yeah. So I'm just going to let this smolder here for a while. French cigarettes are delicious, by the are way. Are they? Yeah. It's not like the same shit, but there's something about a European cigarette. Silk cuts. Fuck, babe. John Constantine. I, mm. I told Bird that if she dies prematurely, I'm immediately going to start chain smoking silk cuts until I die. Yep. Because there's no point, really. Once she's gone, just she gone, you know, blast them down. Brow, I'm going to just Constantine it to death. Because, you know, you're going to need a friend helping you chief those smokes down. Well, thanks, Carl. I really appreciate that you're willing. <laughs> Danielle's like, what the what fuck? The fuck? I'm I don't still matter. Good. I'm still here. Like, Danielle, he's in pain. We're going to go smoke a car. Don't be selfish right now. Oh, my God. How heartless of you. Don't be selfish. He's, Put a strap on him. He's hurting. <laughs> go get the strap on. We're going to go smoke a carton of silk cuts. I'll be home in an hour. Right. <laughs> Oh, I love like, her so much. She's really <laughs> she puts up with our bullshit, my bullshit. Oh, find similar freaks and stick with them as long as Absol- you can. Oh, we're talking mm. about a movie on the Patreon this month that is that that echoes that sentiment perfectly. The Deadpool thing. Yeah, your weird matches your, my weird. Your crazy your cr- matches my crazy in a big fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more note on this movie, and then I'm pretty much good. Um, and it's a performance note and okay. actually it's a note that I like to go out on if you're cool with it because it's yeah. bittersweet and because it praises the things about this movie that I think are so triumphant and it is during the reconciliation scene which I do think is kind of over the top yeah honestly it gets there it gets over the top it goes over the top but it starts so beautifully and one of my favorite moments is when they first meet again it's been three years mm-hmm. it's Emma and Adele and they get face to face and they kiss on the cheek and then they look at each, there's a pause, it's a beautiful pause, because you could have gone cheek kiss, cheek kiss, hug, but they don't. They go cheek kiss, cheek kiss, pause, and they look at each other, and Adele looks at Emma, and you can see the moment when she can't stop herself anymore. And she hugs her. And it's not like kisses her, because that we're going to go there We, in we a do second. go there, It's unfortunately. unfortunately. But that hug, that hug is the most real thing 
that I have seen in this movie. That hug is perfect. Yeah. Because she holds it for exactly three seconds too long. Because the hurt is there. Right. Because you, you, there's a hug where you're like, I'm hugging you because I missed you. And then you let them go. And then there's the hug where you're hugging them because you're desperate desperation, to remember yeah. what it feels like to hug that person. Yep. She nails it. It's abs- both of them too because you can see on Emma's face the like where she is like first like okay she's hugging me I get it and then there's a softening where she's Mm -hmm. like I really did kind of miss this as well it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful it's one of my favorite moments in this movie that that hug is just pristine that and then that fuck it up they have a really those two actresses in this film and I'm sure it's a you know one time you go on you do other stuff you go do work the their chemistry in this their their bond their chemistry in this movie and the bond that they they seem to share as performers as people i think that's one of the reasons why i enjoy this movie so much yeah this movie the two of those has a lot of flaws mm-hmm. but the strong point which is the two actresses mm-hmm. and their relationship not the sex stuff but their relationship yes. is so strong that it just it makes the other stuff not matter. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really an incredible film. So that's all I've got for yeah, for man. this. What did you? That's think? it for the season. <laughs> that is. Do you have anything else? No. Uh, for this movie, I'm just I'm excited to 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 see more to own it. To, I'm excited to own it. Spin I it. you know it's it's a long more movie. French films. Well, no, it's three hours long, and to me, it didn't feel like three hours. Like it was, I was enjoying it the entire time yes it's flawed and yeah that's the things we talked about that kind of pull me out a little bit sure they are there but you know it's not perfect if if nothing else it's a journey you go you go on a long ride with this these two people um yeah i i loved it and honestly i'm really glad that you we were talking off mic but Mm -hmm. uh, i'm really glad that you liked it because it was an introduction to french film and some of the stuff that you pointed out that you loved are hallmarks of that cinema cool because i have a lot of i mean in season three if you look through what we've got a big chunk of it is french French, art film perfect so we've got a lot of dip my toe in the pond i'm like ooh, this water feels nice it does it's so it's so excellent so that's it everyone thank you thank you season one thank you season one guys cast party we fucking did it, dude. We, we, we literally made we literally it through it. Oh season one. We were we we failed the first time. Oh. There were some bumps along this road, but, but dude, we did, did it. it. Season Holy one is done. Shit. We have an amazing award show coming up for all of you. Soon. We have our final shootout where we're gonna pick our quarter four winner, and then we're gonna roll right, right back, back into the in. octagon, I baby. Your, I loved your analogy. You're gonna oh, like Royce Gracie, Royce Gracie, just get <laughs> right, right back, back in, in the, the ring. Fucking gee, all bloody and fucked up, like. <laughs> Gotta go one more time. My knees aren't broken yet. So the next episode you listen to will be our final shootout where we pick best flick of the year, where we shoot out the four winners from all the quarters and we determine which movie of the 52 we watched is the the best of the year. You should call it 52 Pickup. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. I don't know. We'll brand. We'll work on our we'll branding brand. some other time. Yeah. And then the episode that you listen to after that will be the first ever Flickies, right? Was that Flickies? <laughs> Quill, Quill and filmies. filmies. The filmies, not the flickies. It's the, it's the Quill and Filmies right, the, presented by Measuring Flicks. The Quill and Filmies presented by Measuring Flicks. The Flickies are actually another award show I do for uh, softcore BDSM. <laughs> 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 but no, 
Just yeah, it's that'll be our second film after two ply. <laughs> we'll just call it flicky. flicky. It'll just be it's someone just some casually flicking a nipple. Ca- yeah. Oh, uh, it'll just be a close up of a nipple being casually <laughs> flicked. <laughs> be really awful. That's what it'll be. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're doing the filmies. We're gonna get dressed up. We're gonna do tuxedos we there. Are. Hopefully, we'll be at least well, I'm doing some. A zoot suit, but, there will uh, be some small video component. Yes, May, we're possibly. Gonna, we're gonna have a Facebook Live for at least a few minutes. Uh, some part of it. Yeah. Some okay. Part of it. Cool. So, and hopefully in the future, it'll be it'll become a thing. It will. We'll, we're gonna have a live stream Guys, on YouTube. And I'm so excited everything. for them to hear our categories, man. Me Just, too. Like the winners are cool, but yeah. the categories yeah, are know. so good. All right. So let's get out of here. Um, All right. If you like the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash quill and film Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M You can get bonus episodes Shout out on the show We do do bonus episodes every month At least two of them Sometimes four, sometimes more I know I said do do Jesus Christ, girl I'm like 12 years older than you And I'm just If you want to drop us a line It's measuringflakespodcast At gmail.com uh, we like to shout out our patrons. Let's shout them fast and All maybe right. I can get this episode. All right, Danielle Pelishaw, I love you so much. You don't need to buy a uh, strap on. It's fine. Connor Sweeney, I love you so much. You do need to buy a strap on. <laughs> and also because uh, this is the last episode of the year, I'm going to thank me personally. Thank John Shiby, Casey Shiby. You guys are such. You've always been such good friends, and you've been such great supporters of the show. We really appreciate you. We love you. Happy New Year. Yeah, I don't man. know. I just feel like I feel like the ball is about to drop, and we're running out of time, and like we need to have our <laughs> sparklers ready and shit. <laughs> All right, we're out. We're out. That was it. That was it. Measuring flicks. Season, season one. one in the can. Looking forward to a great season two. Barn doors. <laughs>